0: If you didn't know it until
1: now, you are the I Common Sense you. Nation. And this is Radio Free Almond.
2: Good morning, you bunch of drunks.
3: Oh, give me land, lots of land, under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. That I love Don't fence me in Let me be by myself in the evening breeze Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees Send me off forever but I ask you please Don't fence me
4: Good morning this morning. Good morning this morning. Yeah, uh. good morning this morning, people. Uh, good morning. Testing one two three. Testing one two. Testing. Uh. Testing one two three. We are testing one two three. Testing. Good morning. Good morning. Why good morning to you too and good morning this way and good morning. A whistle in there now. I'm discovering new things <laughs> about the intro every single time. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. This is Radio Free Almond. And as the lady says, you are part of the Common Sense Nation. She said under duress. This over here. There we go. <laughs> you know, the uh, minor technical difficulties we were having earlier. Are we still having them? We're not having them. No. Because you know why? Because we will have none of that here at Radio Free Almond. Such such little mundane mix-ups do not trip us up. Oh, yes, we have gremlins. But you know what the good news is? We are not the New York State Attorney General because if you're him, you're in trouble, as they say in New York. Trouble, otherwise known as Trouble, you see. So we'll follow up on that. There's something in the water up there between Spitzer, Wiener, and That's There's something going on up there in New York, in the sta- in a great state of New York. So we'll follow up on that. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, brother? How are you, brother? Good you morning. Know, this reminds me, when we were having... Uh, I had a I had a little stinger that will recover at some point because we'll we'll get it because I was playing it yesterday too with the with the what a horrible woman she is <laughs> and so the the thing we were doing with the streaming deal yeah reminded me of this guy Jim Standridge he was up and he he's a Baptist preacher and this is in uh, Skiatook Oklahoma. You know Skiatook, Oklahoma? I am unfamiliar. You know what? So am I. I believe it's the home of the fantastic Skiatook. Anyway, Jim Standridge is the preacher. And he was um he camera only back there in the little video. He 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 was he was through a hissy fit while he was preaching. Oh. And he would go. Okay, you know, you'd never hear Pastor Craig do such a thing. He would not do he such, a, not thing. Do
5: such no. a thing. He would not do such a thing.
4: But this guy, Jim Standridge, was just irascible there in the old pulpit. He'd walk around, and he had these people who were up in the rafters who were handling the video for him. Okay, the AV crew. The AV crew, otherwise known as. Yes, Ryan, the AV crew. (laughs) Let me open my beer here, real quick. Because I got to get a little, little, little parched from. Freaking out over the possibility of us not being able to it walk. was
5: a one minute delay, yeah. but we were good we 're good
4: ah boy, ice cold tallboy Budweiser riot Jay Cox <laughs> you know I would it 's the breakfast of champions. I know you like the water and you like the organic coffee i 'm going to tell you i and the reason why I have one of these again that you do not think I should be drinking is the monster rehab is because i have i have the misfortune of having the one place, the one filling station that just hasn't gotten around to making the coffee. Yesterday, I thought it was an anomaly. Today, I realized, you know what? They just don't make the coffee till maybe around now. You went there again? Uh, well, yeah, well, see, it's the only place around me. <laughs> you know, I live out in rural. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The rural reaches of uh, St. Louis, and it's the only one there. But I drop in there thinking, okay, maybe, that, maybe it was a Monday, and he didn't have much time to work everything out, and so I'll just go ahead and try it again today and see if I can get some coffee. So, no, it uh, wasn't made again. So I picked up another Monster Rehab. With, I see it. With your voice in my head. No, I see it. Saying how bad they are for you. But I, you know what? At some point, you just got to get a little juice in you. That's I'm, all.
5: I'm just looking out for you. I, I just want you here for as long as you possibly can be for well, the listeners. Don't
4: Thank you. Well, Dawn stopped by earlier yeah. with some Rinoco coffee. I happen to love Rinoco coffee. That's the coffee that most restaurants use. You know when you're drinking coffee in a restaurant, yeah. you're going, why doesn't this taste This tastes like nothing I've had before except at a restaurant? Well, yeah. that's usually because it's Rinoco, and I don't know what it is, but you can never kind of repeat that. Well, you can if you have Rinoco at the crib, <laughs> but if you don't, you know. Anyway, back to Jim Standard. So we're having... Trouble with the whatever set... You know how it is. There's always going to be a little glitch here and there. I'm surprised. Yesterday, believe me, people were listening to the stream, listening to the show. Yeah. And with the exception of a few glitches here and there, like, for instance, maybe on your phone, the stream would stop. Once we get our actual app, which was, what, 12 days out, right? Yeah, we're 12 days out. Once we get that all going... It's not going to stop. We just have a – it's the beginning. So some people, like, shut down, had to restart again, and we are back in action again. So that's kind of how this whole thing operates. But we'll we'll get there. But believe me, considering that we built the radio station in three weeks, we're in these beautiful studios here at Gaslight Studios, and we're on the air, and we were dominating in terms of audience yesterday – it's pretty miraculous. I have to tell you that that we didn't have more issues
5: dominating yeah. an audience. It was yeah. like the numbers are off the chart. Like
4: watching you and Matt plug stuff in, it's like this would be. <laughs> I can I see just, it's. I, can I don't see even know your how you stress guys level. do this whole thing, you know. And I'm getting the show prepared and all that kind of stuff, and you guys are plugging stuff in and turning knobs and things. It's Like I could never do that. Even if I were trained, I still couldn't do it. I don't know why. I look at you guys, people who do this technical stuff. It's always been a miracle to me, whether it be in the back of the control room or when I was in TV. It's like, how do you people do this? Because I, I don't have the attention span to pick up on this kind of stuff. I'm like a wild monkey. Anyway, Jim Standridge. It reminds me of the, This reminds me of the pigeon story. I just never get to anything. I get completely distracted every time. I've got five different shows going on in my head at the same time. So anyway, stick with me, people. It's okay. So Jim Standridge is the Baptist preacher there in Oklahoma, and he has a tendency to berate people, whether they be in in the congregation or, in this case, his AV people. So when we were having a little trouble, usually sometimes I will tell people like when it, back at the Dinosaur Station, I would push a button that was we're having trouble in the video room. That guy. Okay, oh that's okay. that's Jim Standridge. And people often don't know where that came from, you know. And he's really it's really funny. Apparently they made him apologize for this. I just again, I'm not a big guy on having to force people to apologize. I do think people, sh- yeah, obviously, you always should do that if you need to. But anyway, he, he was basically forced to do that. But, he, but I used to play that all the time. And then, like I said yesterday when we had a minor technical difficulty, I said, the good news is we're not in a cockpit and you're not in row A7. <laughs> Just And you're already ahead of the game. I mean, you're, you're already winning this morning. Because you're not flying on Radio Free Allman <laughs> Airlines.
5: I wish I was.
4: <laughs> well, we could probably pull that off, too, okay. couldn't we? Oh, yeah, we could. In three weeks. Ryan would be like, look, I built a 727. <laughs> Let's get in it. <laughs> That'd be just, just what you would do, too. Look, it's, it's, it even has the logo on the side of it. RFA Airlines. <laughs> like, how did you build an airline in three weeks, Ryan? Well, but, 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 you know what? Maybe that's our next thing. Anyway, back to Jim Standridge. Watch out, because I might go back to the pigeons in L.A., so watch out. Anyway, here he is, and this is where the trouble in the video room thing came from.
2: Are you all keeping the camera on me back there in the little video room? Good. We're having trouble in the video room. There's no one finer than young Cox back there. And he comes down here and spends hours in that thing. But he has a little attitude adjustment that we're going to fix. Brother Cox, are you listening? Because Brother Cox, I can fix your
4: ju- attitude adjustment. See, apparently the guy is the AV guy. Okay. And he's not so sure, Pastor Stanford's not so sure that the AV guy is doing exactly what he wants him to do in terms of putting, keeping the camera on him.
5: It seems like there may be some prior attitude, too, coming out of I believe Mr. he Cox. calls him
4: Mr. Cox. Yeah, I believe there's a little bit of an attitude problem on the part of this young, yeah. young man, as he calls him.
2: Now, I don't care what your mama thinks and your daddy thinks. And I don't have a better friend than your mama. But, Mama, you get out of my way when I'm messing with that boy because I'm his preacher. I'm, I'm yours when I'm talking to you, but I'm his when I'm talking to him. <laughs> and last I checked, he's a grown man. This is the A.V. guy. And that video room ain't going to be a youth hangout. (laughs) I like this. I know. We might as well just fix this thing. That's right, Pastor Standridge. Me too. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, if you don't know what you're doing wrong, son, you don't care about what I want to do right. That's right. Because if you loved me and you submitted to me, you'd know what my heart is and my message is, and you wouldn't go about establishing your own kingdom in the video room. Right,
4: Ryan. Don't be trying to establish your own kingdom in the video room (laughs) over here with the streamer.
5: (laughs) I needed his message.
4: Oh, man. This guy is a stitch. But that's all I was thinking about when we were trying to right this ship here, moments before we went on, I'm going, we're having trouble in the video room.
5: I had beads of sweat coming on my forehead <laughs> during that moment.
4: <laughs> cool as a cucumber. Well, let me tell you something. How cool is it? I've, I managed to dig that up. I, it's like I have an encyclopedia awesome. in my head of you my do. stingers. I'll save that so that we can Please. put that back in there and, and do our little stinger thing because, uh, you know, we, we have our... You <laughs> didn't build that. What? Somebody else made that happen. That's right. See, even if you did build an airline... That's what we'd hear from Obama. Buddy, all right. So tell people what they need to do to spread the word about Mm -hmm. Radio Free Allman and about how – because I think right now we have thousands of listeners, right?
5: Thousands of thousands. Which is pretty amazing. Yesterday
4: was pretty gangbuster. Yeah. So now I think there are a lot of people who I ran into yesterday who said, I heard you guys – started something, I just don't know where to find it. So some people who are on Facebook yeah. or Twitter might not know, but, you know, we have a website.
5: Yeah, it's just, okay, so here's the best way to do it, all right? If you, if you have a friend or family member and you want to tell them about Radio Free Almond, the best way to do it is don't say, well, you got to go to Facebook and click these links for right now until the app is done. All you have to do is tell them to go to Radio Free Almond. You know what
4: that is, people? It's www. You're making fun of me. RadioFreeAlman.com. (laughs) Http colon slash slash. He's making fun of me. Www.
5: You're making fun of me. No, I just
4: was. I just was adding some bells and whistles to your description.
5: I added WWW yesterday, <laughs> and he made fun of me.
4: I mean, this is a millennial using WWW. Usually it's people <laughs> like me or somebody else who might say something, and they'd make fun of us, but we so, take every chance we get. All right, so, yeah, that's how they do
5: it. Almond.com, and then there's the link to listen. Just as soon as you scroll down below, there's a link to listen there. A, you, you won't miss it. And you can listen right there off of the website at right. uh, any time. And now when we have the app, now that's coming out soon – It's going to be really easy because you're just going to go to your app store and download Radio Free Almond.
4: Fantastic.
5: And that's coming.
4: Yeah, that's good news. By the way, we have uh, Melania's debut. This was the very same day that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to just blow back this idiot reporter who was insinuating somehow that Melania Trump was living with her mother someplace in Washington, D.C., so we'll follow up on that because the very same day Melania releases kind of her layout, you know how uh, Nancy Reagan had, uh, you know, just say no. I think it was Nancy Reagan. And other people had their thing. I think uh, Michelle Obama, hers was literacy, I think. Or Barbara Bush or someone was literacy maybe. Michelle Obama was, was the lunches. Right?
5: <laughs> Those terrible school
6: lunches. Yeah,
4: right.
5: Yeah, that, 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 was, that was where. She was the get fit. Oh, get fit. That was Michelle, yeah. Right, but
4: that was also the era. The Obama era was the era that brought us the apples in the Happy Meals. Yeah. The apples that were sprayed with some (laughs) substance that was possibly used also to, I think it was like turtle wax or something. That they used on these apples (laughs) because they weren't—they didn't taste really like apples. They tasted like space apples, but they were in a package, and that was supposedly supposed to make the kids healthy instead of eating the French fries. Then they made the French fries little and littler, and then McDonald's kind of stopped making money for a while. That was kind of the problem, and they came back because you got to go back to your brand, buddy. You do. You got to stick with your brand. I may disagree with it. Right, that's, but you got to stick with your brand. If you're going to be McDonald's, be McDonald's, That's right. right. Own don't, it. Don't, yeah, exactly. Own it. Just be McDonald's. Don't try to be something else. You're not going to be Whole Foods. You're a McDonald's. So when people go to your place, they want to eat a hamburger, and they want to eat a french fries, and they want to eat a milkshake, and that's kind of why they're there.
5: Not and for carnuba waxed apples. Exactly.
4: And if they wanted <laughs> something, and, and I think a lot of people are smelling the Hardee's chicken story, but eventually I'll get to it. But it's a famous, world-famous marketing story, and, and it's part of that whole thing. But anyway, that was Michelle Obama's thing. Melania's is now about cyberbullying, that kind of thing, and we'll bring that all to you. But the biggest news this morning popping out is more salacious, and... I don't, I, I, these stories just come out of nowhere and it's sometimes so shocking because I don't know what it is about some of these dudes. Like, I'm no prude, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I mean, I understand people, whatever, but, but what is it with these dudes, for instance, in New York where, remember when Elliot Spitzer got into his trouble? yeah. And apparently Elliot Spitzer was hooking up with hookers and wearing, like, nylon socks. Or I was like, what is wrong with you? I mean, you know, and Anthony Weiner, he's with these – he's, like, sitting there with a baby. And, I mean, it just – how do these guys do this? What was his
5: I, name? Uh, Car- Carlos Carlos Danger. Danger yes. Yeah. I mean, it's
4: like, what are you doing? And these are, like, <laughs> mi- middle-aged men – Who, I mean, I got to tell you, I don't know whether it's just the power or just the hubris or just the lack of any real soul connection to anybody or what it is, but dudes. I mean, and the Weinstein thing and and Charlie Rose and these guys wandering around in bathrobes all the time. And I never knew there were so many people who had meetings in hotel rooms. It's like... What are you thinking? I mean, it, it, what? go deliver papers to Mr. Weinstein in his hotel room. I mean, How often does that happen? Apparently, apparently it a lot. lot in Hollywood. Yeah. but it's like, and these guys who, who think I, well, first of all, you're Harvey Weinstein. And again, I'm no whatever I'm no uh, Benetton model or anything. but you're Harvey Weinstein. What are you doing running around in a bathrobe? And thinking that if it just opens, somehow some woman is just going to go, oh, I've always been waiting for you to open your bathroom and show me your fat stomach. It's like, and your little wang. I was like, what are you? I mean, honestly, people, I mean, I I just don't understand what it is. And and Charlie Rose, who the stories are that he would wander around He'd have people in his house, and he just would wander around without any clothes on.
5: And these people are not attractive individuals either.
4: Yeah. And and, and the thing is, even if they were, mm-hmm. it would still be unbelievable.
5: Yeah. I just think it adds more to it that they're kind of not amazing to look <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs>
4: This is Rod Stewart's song. If you think I'm sexy, then you just want it. It's like, stop stop it already. Come on, baby, let me know. I think this is, uh, you know,
5: people, everybody that I talk to seems to think that politicians, that's what it attracts. Like the people in the power world, that it attracts people like that.
4: You mean people who, you mean, you mean, attracts people who do that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah.
5: Well. Yeah, it's like um, the power and kind of plays into their personality.
4: Yeah, right, exactly. Here. Here, this is, this is, this is, this is. Well, um, oh, yeah. soon, baby, we'll be on the floor. Don't you just. I like that. that. Left drive, our oh, come on, baby. Don't you just know exactly what that means? Come on. Come on, Look at my hairy fat body, people. Hey, my little cherub. Does this turn you on? How do you like my big gold chain? What's getting caught in the hairs of my chest every once in a while? Yum. Yeah, had enough of that? Of course you have so have millions of women across the United States of America who uh, are just tired of putting up with it and yet yeah. still get exposed to it. And it's like my daughter, who is up in New York. Katie's up in New York. She's 26. And she would no sooner go and deliver papers to some dude in a hotel room than anybody else out there. But, but for some reason, that's the thing that is the, the thing. And that's acceptable. And now we have this guy, and you couldn't... And, and the guys, these, their names are right out of a Dickens novel. <laughs> Eric Schneiderman. He's the New York Attorney General. So we, had, we have Schneiderman, Wiener, and Spitzer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm sorry, but you sure. can't even make this stuff up. The three dooges. So anyway, Schneiderman is the New York Attorney General. He's been... A, and it 's always this now it 's not always this because we have had people who are Republican and who are conservatives who have been involved in certain things that are kind of definitely you know so i 'm yeah. not just saying this a little, but for some reason of late it 's seemingly some of these more liberal guys, especially the guys who purport to be the fighters fighters for women yeah. and the people who are looking out for women. And who wear the pink hats, and who the pink hats talk about being part of the, uh, the, the 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 male feminists, so to speak. So Ed Schneiderman, the New York Attorney General, liberal, democratic, champion of women's rights, and he's actually become a prominent figure in the hashtag Me Too movement against sexual harassment. So he's basically the highest-ranking law enforcement officer in New York and even went after Harvey Weinstein. And he wanted more compensation for the victims of Weinstein's alleged crimes, which, of course, uh, is a noble pursuit. Mm -hmm. So when the Times, the New York Times, and the New Yorker magazine, this is in the New Yorker right now, were awarded a joint Pulitzer Prize for coverage of sexual harassment, Schneiderman issued a congratulatory tweet praising the brave women and men who spoke up about sexual harassment. Well, now he basically has evacuated the office and sexual misconduct charges are running rampant and there are two people who say basically that he repeatedly hit them usually when he was drunk and frequently in bed and never with their consent so here's a drunk dude in bed slapping women who are in bed with him which is no way to get a good night rest i think (laughs) as far as i'm concerned but they describe this as assault. They didn't report the allegations to police at the time. But they both went after medical attention after being slapped hard across the ear and the face, choked, according to them. And then Schneiderman went in and said he, he would have them followed and their phones tapped if they did. I mean, this guy is, to put it mildly, a piece of work. And then a third former, well, they call this person a romantic partner. I'm not quite sure there's many. I don't know why it is that these people would describe anything of this sort as being romantic. (laughs) And she told them that she was basically too frightened to come forward. And then there's a fourth woman, an attorney, who had really high positions in the New York legal community uh, saying that she needed to made an advance towards her. And then when she rebuffed him, he slapped her across the face and basically gave her a huge bruise and everything else. And man, here's a dude who it w- referred to one person in his concubine as his little brown slave. Yeah. It's like, Dude, but this is New York. These are people who are in these high offices. And I think women, there's a difference between, like there are some people saying, well, you know, this whole Me Too movement has created this situation where men just can't do anything now. It's like, well, not really. I think most guys are, well, hopefully, are raised to know what is right and what isn't right.
5: I mean if they have the pastor that you just played in their life to correct
4: them. Uh yeah, I think they would be raised right. <laughs> well, yeah, I would think so, but but and what I'm saying too is that usually you're going to have people who are you know like 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 guys most guys know when yeah, it is the limits of 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 their behavior. Most guys know, like, what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. And so this idea that the Me Too movement has kind of constricted certain guys out there, I don't know whether you could really make that claim at this point because that's a situation where, listen, we we kind of know what's up here, we kind of know the limits, and I don't feel like the Me Too movement, although... I think – let's put it this way. I do think that sexual harassment needs to be out there and needs to be exposed and yeah. everything else. I'm not one of those people who think the Me Too movement is overboard, but I do think that what it's done also is is it's kind of trivialized certain things too because there are some guys who just if you if you even had said, hey, those are great shoes or hey, that's a nice dress – that that somehow is a come on or, right. a, or, a, or a form of harassment. But most people generally, in in the scheme of things, know what the social norms are. Most people do.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think for most people when they were watching, I, there were news reporters dropping like flies from this media. I mean, every day, it, it, it did seem, and then when you get is it Gloria Allred in it, you know, and she's defending a lot of these women, and I think everybody automatically associates anything that she defends is like, oh, this is a, you know, a giant paparazzi scheme. Uh, people were just watching this on a daily basis, so I will say it did definitely put up some red flags. Do you know what I
4: mean? Yeah, no doubt. And and I, I think, here, here's the other thing. What, what, like, I can see some of the things, people being confused by certain things, but At the same time, I'm in a situation where, let's say you are a guy like, um, let's say you're a guy like, like.
2: Because I was traveling.
4: You're a guy like Joe Biden. Okay. And you are at a swearing in of a US senator. Do you think, like, for instance, do you think it's appropriate under any circumstances, even with older women, to come up from behind them? (sighs) Put your hands on their shoulders and then start to whisper in their ear or talk to them or do whatever. Absolutely not. But is it normal for Joe Biden? (laughs) Well, I'm talking about is it normal to do that to a 12-year-old? Negative. Negative. (laughs) But that's what the guy does. And so, you know, there he is with his Kent... Oh, it's the cigarette and scotch breath, <laughs> breathing down the necks of these poor women, and they're like cringing and everything else, and it's like, oh my goodness, crazy. Anyway, you have some music for us? Yeah. Because here's what's going on today, folks. All right, uh, we'll follow up on this story, and boy, I wish we could take phone calls. Eventually, we're going to, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. and And uh, who are these guys? This are is fr- a Free Rider. Free Rider. Yeah. It's you need to good. get some Elliot Pearson. He's one of the new oh, guys, yeah, too, yeah, that yeah, Gaslight yeah. Records has. Matt, Elliot Pearson rocks, doesn't he? Oh, I just like that. The... Great... Yeah, ding, I ding, just ding. like that. So coming up, you know, Doug Giles is making his, he has a new book out. He's going to be with us. And at 7 o'clock, I'm going to do something really annoying to you. I'm purposely going to invite my left-wing friend, Mark Kaysen, into the studio. Oh, no. I know. Well, you know what? You're putting him right next to me. I know. (laughs) But, you know, Mark is a better guy than you might think. Okay. He's been very supportive of the Radio Free Allman effort and is a friend of mine, and oftentimes we will debate voraciously. And he's going to be with us at 7 o'clock. Plus, we have more Melania made her basically her first lady debut essentially yesterday at the same time that Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to answer obnoxious questions from the press about Melania, So we'll follow up on that too. Don't forget com. No, that's <laughs> www.RadioFreeAlmond.com. Tell your friends. That's where the app is, people, to listen to our rockin' show, you are part of the Common Sense Nation Radio Free Almond.
7: I'm here to prove the purple mattress blows memory foam out of the bedroom. Only-
5: other than that one-minute delay.
2: Good morning, you bunch of drunks.
4: Good morning, uh, Radio Free Almond. That's what this is all about. We are the Gaslight Studios, and we're hanging out playing some Gaslight Session music. Who's that dude?
5: This is a uh, blues rock. I kind of like that.
4: Who is that, Matt? The Menace Brothers. The Menace Bro- Brothers, yeah. Why do I, I think, have blues? See, we got oh, to okay. get it backwards, because you got to look at the... You have to look at the... At, at the second part, yes. not the first. Which is... We got the. First. <laughs> By the way, these Gaslight Studios are great. Does, does this studio make my butt look fat? <laughs> I'm just wondering what <laughs> that Hey, listen, people, come on now. We just started a radio station here. This is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. Radio Free almond. And don't forget to get your gear. Don't forget also, I think tomorrow we're going to do a preview of the Senate debate that's happening on the 11th at the Rockwood School. i got to get that address down, too, and give everybody the address. I want people to have their gear on for this debate. Oh, I'm wearing mine. Radio Free Almond gear. Mm-hmm. And we'll have some outside of the building for you for sale, too, I think.
5: Where we, like, open up the trunk, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. I, 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 I haven't really asked whether we can do that or not, but I'm thinking that there's a good chance that we can. And I'm thinking that if we can't, they'll tell us, and then we'll go ahead and, uh, at that point, leave. Do you think that's a good thing to do? Because, you know, I if you it's ask, option. then they might
5: say no. Oh, no. My good friend, Naputi, always says, it is better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. There you is go. that good just, life advice? Just, or is just, that, yeah. Okay.
4: Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> if your last name is Schneiderman, <laughs> that would not be how you should be operating. If your last name is Schneiderman, Wiener, or Spitzer, you shan't not utilize that life Mode, But if you're us and you're Radio Free Allman, get kicked off the parking lot for selling a hat. Why not? It's kind of okay. Let's make it a stand. To a certain degree. You see this. Sarah Huckabee Sanders had to ask for this this reporter to basically just chill out on this Melania story. That Keep in mind, this is the same day that the First Lady is deciding that she's going to make her big rollout of her big effort. You know, First Ladies always have their thing going on. They always have their deal. They always have their theme. And as we talked about earlier, Michelle Obama's was fitness. Uh, Barbara Bush's was literacy. Nancy Reagan's was just say no to drugs and that kind of thing. What was Hillary's, by the way?
5: What was Hillary's?
4: I think hers was uh, "be just a grandma with two eyes and a brain," or or no, she was the "what difference does it make" campaign. What difference at I, this point does it make? We got to get that campaign. That was her campaign. That it's was the, what the uh, Benghazi. Does it, yeah, yeah. But but that at the hearing. Yeah. But that would be that would be the Hillary Clinton campaign. Is 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 what. Difference does it make? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Melania goes out there and looking stunning, by the way, as always, which is so amazing and she's so classy. But Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to take this question from this bozo at the White House uh, briefing. His name is Steve Portnoy. He's with CBS, CBS Radio, CBS News Radio. And this is how. Uh, the whole thing went down. Listen to this. This is the question and answer session and It's a
7: Trump story this morning.
5: The Washington Post, among many things, reported that there are persistent rumors that
7: Mrs. Trump does not live in this White House and that she lives with her parents somewhere in the suburbs. What do you make of those rumors?
4: Uh, pause this for a second. Okay, so we have... pauses for a second. I'm playing it. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. That's how bad it's gotten for me these days, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling myself to do things openly and loudly. Pause that tape, Jamie. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, Jamie. <laughs> so anyway, here's... This guy is... Since when do you go out there at a White House briefing? And since when do you... Are you in a situation where you are asking questions basically about rumors at this point? That's where the, that's where the news business has gotten in terms of their credibility now, where they're act, asking about rumors that even on their face sound ridiculous as it is. So, Portnoy again. She does not
7: live in this White House and that she lives with her
5: parents somewhere in the suburbs. What do you make of those rumors? Oh, I mean, he
4: might as well be asking, like, you know, there are persistent rumors that Melania Trump actually has antennas coming out of her head and that her hair is really just designed to cover up the antennas because Melania Trump, we hear, is from space. It's like, It's that ridiculous. But nonetheless, there's Portnoy, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to undergo this indignity of having to answer these stupid questions or be harassed by April Ryan or whatever else. April Ryan, who knows apparently what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is thinking. But anyway, Sarah...
1: Uh, I make of the fact that um, just when you think the Washington Post can't get things any more wrong, they do, and that that is an outrageous and ridiculous claim. The First Lady lives here at the White House. We see her regularly, um, and I think that's a something that belongs in tabloid gossip, not on the front pages of the Washington Post, and I hope that they'll do better next
4: yeah, time. Yeah, right. You hope that they'll do better next time. But apparently the Washington Post, until actually I sue them, are not going to learn anytime soon. And, and I will, regarding one of their headlines in the aftermath of the whole David Hogg thing. But uh, that's, the, that's the third round of the legal action. Again, I don't I'll talk much about Phase it. He's but, three. But, they, but, they, but that's the third round, uh, where they just... They, these people just don't care anymore. They don't care about the facts. They'll throw things out there. And then what they do is they put the White House in the formulation of denial, so this is how the news media essentially operates now, where they throw something out, and then the story is the denial of what they threw out. You see how this game is played? Definitely. So the, after saying that I threatened to sexually assault David Hogg, which is what they did, if I were to talk to them, their other headline after that would be Jamie Allman denies threatening to sexually assault David Hogg. It's it's the whole when did you stop beating your wife thing. So now, of course, the Washington Post story is in the follow-up to the Portnoy question about the Washington Post story. And by the way, that's a problem anyway because you have a guy from CBS News Radio asking a question about a headline in someone else's publication. Apparently, the Washington Post didn't bother to even ask the question is it true or is it not? Right. They just posted what would be the persistent rumor about where the First Lady is living. So it took... Walk with me here into this wilderness, people, okay? It took a CBS News reporter to ask about a Washington Post story about a rumor that the Washington Post apparently didn't even ask about. So they just printed this rumor that Melania is living in a shoe with her mother, right? Right. And then Shoot. didn't bother asking anybody at the White House, much less Sarah Huckabee Sanders. So now we have a White House briefing where you have the CBS News reporter. The Washington Post reporter didn't ask the question. Like, you'd think, hey, they were in my paper, we printed yeah. a rumor. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's the CBS News guy saying, hey, by the way, uh, There's something in somebody else's news publication that I'm asking you about. It's like, dude, uh, and and that's, and and by the way, CBS News Radio, this is after all a network radio guy. You would think that, okay, you're a White House correspondent for CBS News Radio, and you have one chance to ask a question of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and that's, that's the question he chooses one question. to ask which is about somebody else's reporting yeah. it's like how is it possible in in any kind of professional realm where you'd be asking in any way shape or form a question about what somebody else is doing right. it's it's just as crazy cuz you'd think the CBS news white house guy would be on some story of his own that he would like to ask about but that's all he he's doing is you know just twiddling his thumbs and asking about somebody else's story that he he picked up probably on the way into the briefing room.
5: <laughs> you think when he walks back into his <laughs> offices, everyone looks
4: at him and they're like, what are you? What?" Um, what? Actually, Ryan, no, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. They, yep. congratulations, Steve, that was, was a great a question. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, there's no way, because if there was any kind of of group shame going on, right? That, that, that certainly would have prevented him from doing this. But these people are all egging each other yeah. on, right? Yeah. The, the, Steve Portnoy asked that question because he knew that he could without any of his other fellow bozos calling him out on it. Yeah, no, know? they were
5: probably. I picture them all sitting in the you know White House correspondence <laughs> room, and they're like kind of tapping each other, and he says, "Go ahead, ask him."
8: <laughs> Ask him the
4: question. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, it does appear that Steve Portnoy of CBS News decided he just, he just, there might be a stack of newspapers sitting in in the waiting room before you get into the briefing (laughs) room. I don't even know what it looks like. And, And he just saw a headline there, and that's his question. Anyway, Melania, then, this is the same day, by the way, like this Steve Portnoy guy couldn't be more hapless. This is the same day that Melania. Launches her Be Best awareness campaign. And here she is. I don't know. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a fashion person necessarily. Okay. Are you? My wife will tell me
5: I'm the fashion of our relationship. Like, I see. you know what I mean? Like, she's not, you know. So
4: I feel like I, I have a good thumb on it, a good right. pulse. Well, I think even Kelly would know and notice Melania wears colors I've never seen before. <laughs> I mean, I, I am mean. not yeah, kidding yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She'll come out in dresses and in outfits that have, I mean, that are stunningly beautiful. She, yeah, she but, rocks. But it. they are colors that I've never seen.
5: She, I don't know how to respond.
4: I, mean, to I, I, I mean. hate to sound like Stephen Kucicharo <laughs> on NBC News. Those are colors I've never seen before. They're so beautiful. Oh, you look lovely. But but still, I have to tell you, uh, and I'm I'm not really. A fashionista when it comes to women's clothing necessarily, but I have noticed that she wears colors that are very unique. I don't know where they come from, and I didn't know they were colors I haven't seen before. That's like a mustard, though, right? The one that was, she was in oh, when she you gave didn't. the speech. Listen to you now. See, now you're going into that whole category. Okay, see. So, that's so a, like kind, kind of a, a- mustard <laughs> mauve. The <a> mustard mauve mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, I don't know, Ryan. Let's see. Let's let's check it out. Let's, of course, here we are. I know. We should be listening to what she has to say instead of analyzing her clothing. But we're not analyzing it in a negative way. We're just wanting to see what it, it concerns looks
6: like. me than in today's fast paced and ever connected.
4: I don't know. That looks Peach. It's peachy. It's more peach. Yeah.
6: World. Children can be less prepared to express or manage their emotions. And oftentimes turn to forms of destructive or addictive behavior, such as bullying, drug addiction, or even suicide. I feel strongly that as adults, we can and should be best at educating our children about the importance of a healthy and balanced life.
4: Do you know she speaks five different languages? She's a smart cookie. And yet, yeah. no one, and, and the best we got from Hollywood on Melania Trump was when What's-His-Face made fun of her accent. Yeah. I, it, it is just unbelievable how a woman like that, yeah. who, by the way, is also an immigrant, and technically, and is speaking five different languages and is beautiful. Yep. I'm not saying She's that would be, put her above anybody. Yeah. What I'm saying is, why would she not be a woman celebrated. I mean, I mean Michelle Obama could be anywhere and she was treated like she was oh, the like queen she of Sheba. Walked on water. Yeah. I mean, Barbara Bush was belittled most yep. of the time. Nancy Reagan was belittled most of the time. And Michelle Obama, I mean, hell, I mean even I noticed at one point I, I cuz I really didn't mess with Michelle Obama too much because I don't I don't really I never really liked the whole idea of messing around with First Ladies in terms of criticism. If you have something nice to say about them, which normally with Michelle Obama one time I did kind of drive people nuts because I said, she's got to get nice arms. I mean, she looks like she's in great shape. You got on the arm train with well, her? Well, I did not get on the arm train. I just said she has nice arms. That's you all I said. You Oprah thought it. I didn't know there was an arm t- train. Oh that, was, oh, that was like
5: a movement <laughs> over
4: Michelle Obama's amazing triceps. Has- hashtag nice arms, too. <laughs> But yeah, so well now that you call it an arm train, I'm getting right off of that one. Yeah, you got it. I'm not gonna be on any kind of train. Oh, I got like every day.
5: Every day was just Michelle Obama's arms, Michelle Obama's arms. Well you
4: know what? If I'm on any train, I'm on the love train, as you all know. Because that's what I am. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I'm not on anybody's arm train.
6: So today I'm very excited to announce Be Best, an awareness campaign dedicated to the most valuable and fragile among us, our children. Let us teach children the importance of all... I'm on the Melania
4: train. like that
6: which includes a social, emotional... The and there are too many critical issues facing children today. So the three main pillars of Be Best will include well-being, social media use... And opioid abuse.
4: You know, she is right Together, on. People forget. I believe
6: we should strive to provide kids with the tools they need to cultivate their social and emotional health. As we're, we all we're know, talking so about, she-
4: we're talking about our clothing and we're joking around. Those issues that yeah. she just pinpointed there, as any of you would know if you have kids, are hugely important issues. It would be the social media use whatever it yep. happens to be it would be also just the 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 attacks for instance on each other on the computers and all that kind of thing and then the addiction to video games which is a pretty big deal i mean you know i was when we were looking for the phones and all that kind of yeah, stuff yeah. and all the equipment right. and things like that and you sent me looking for a voice over ip phone into this <laughs> I can't believe I did that. What was the name you? of that store again? The micro center. The micro center. That's
5: a bad place for you to be in.
4: Oh, I just it was unbelievable. <laughs> I walk in there, and I'm like, "This is. I know this is heaven for a lot of people. It's a but great this store. is hell to me because <laughs> I don't understand anything of what I'm seeing. I said, just walk in the store and call me. Yeah. Uh, But uh, so I so I go in there and and again like keep in mind half the time the reason why I watch certain things on TV is because I can't find a way to get out of whatever was on the TV at the time. I'm bringing you up in this uh, tech world. So uh, sometimes, so because sometimes the kids might have been watching like a movie or something like that, and there's something on. I'm like, I'm just gonna watch that because I just don't even have the wherewithal. Or I'm surfing looking for baseball highlights, and I run into Murder, She Wrote, and then I'm watching that. That's just a great show. My daughter loves Murder, She Wrote. Have you ever done the Murder, She Wrote palooza? Because you know what happens is, when you're on that channel, I don't even know what channel it is. It's the, I think it's the Hallmark channel. Okay. Yeah. Well, they do like five of them in a row. Oh yeah. <laughs> they do like five. I, and you get into this, you get into this murder she wrote Jessica loop. Jessica Fletcher. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get into this murder she wrote loop and you just keep watching and watching and watching. <laughs> it is unbelievable how I get sucked into that. And the reason why it's such a great show is that you can't. Really, you really can't predict who the person is, who I the killer I am horrible is. at it. I am horrible at it. Yeah. Jessica Fletcher, no problem. She nails it every time. Yeah. It's not like Scooby-Doo, where you knew, like, the guy behind... Hur, 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 yeah. You knew that was Mr. Dithers <laughs> off the, right off the bat. Why, that's Mr. Dithers, as What's-Your-Face would always point out. She was always the one who pointed at the guy. Why, it's Mr.... They pull the sheet off his <laughs> yeah. head. Why, it's Mr. Dithers, you after saw that all. coming from
8: a mile away.
4: He's like, oh, you caught me. Like, well, maybe that pillowcase over your head wasn't <laughs> really much here. of a shield. We didn't think you were really a ghost. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No, Mr. <laughs> Dithers, we didn't. You're wearing a pillowcase over your head that we clearly know that you cut the eyes out with a pair of scissors. How did you get Mr. Here? Dithers. Yeah. So anyway, where was I? Oh. Well, but don't get started. I'll talk about murder she wrote all day long if you want me to. So we go in. I go into the micro center, otherwise known as hell. (laughs) I go into the micro center, and and I, I am looking for this voiceover IP phone, which of course I we wound up not using. Using well, here's the deal. We found we we the phones were not adequate. And so when I'm on the way out I say well maybe we just call Amazon and order one. Yeah. And so we ordered one from Amazon and after all that we still don't use the phone because Ryan came up with another groovy way to make it's this all right happen. Right, through the computer. Yeah. And so now we just kind of do that and, and it's right there. It's right there. You didn't build oh, come that. Come on. Obama. Somebody else yeah. made that. No, happen. we made this happen. Stop following <laughs> us around and shouting at us like that. I mean, every time we brag about our accomplishments, there he you is. You didn't build that? Somebody else us. made that happen. No, we made, okay, this is one thing we did make happen by ourselves, I think, with the help, <laughs> help of the Micro Center and Amazon. Yeah. So I go into the Micro Center, Micro Center. Welcome to the Micro, by the way, people are wondering about weather and traffic. So we don't have a weathered center or a traffic I mean, center. Basically, I'm going to tell you two things. When we do weather and traffic... It's hot. It's hot outside, the sun's out, and speed up. <laughs> That's all I'm telling you. So my advice for you on the, on the roads is give it some gas, people, will you please, for crying out loud. I know the sun's in your eyes, but put the visor down or get some sunglasses and let her rip. The weather's wrong, half the time anyway. Right. What good does it do? I don't know. It's so we cloudy. don't have traffic and weather. It's overblown. Nobody cares. You can find you can find traffic and weather on your phone. You yeah, go to
5: weather.com. And how
4: many people actually really do reroute themselves after being told there's a pile up on 270? Some people do, but for the most part it's like you're already on 270. You're knee deep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can figure out a different route, but I'm not quite sure how valuable traffic no. is. <laughs> And I'm saying that because we don't do it, but... (laughs) If we did it, we'd be like, oh, this is
5: hugely important. Yeah.
4: So my advice to you for the roads is speed up. (laughs) Yellow means go faster, not stop. And that's pretty much it. And a stop sign is just a suggestion. It's like a yield. Go ahead and roll through it if there's nobody (laughs) around. (laughs) Unless you're in a school zone. Oh, yeah, don't do that. That's when you need to be very, very careful. Melania. I'll I'll know I'll get the... No, yeah, back to Milani, but we didn't. No, back to the micro center, otherwise known as hell. So we're at the micro center because this ties into Milani. Can Mm -hmm. you believe this loop, Ryan? Believe me. And most of the people who are used to listening to the Allman Show know that you got to kind of stick with me because it's a ride through my mind sometimes. So you got to kind of like stay, stay with me here. Put on your life vest or your seat belt, whatever you prefer, and just hang on. So, Micro Center, otherwise known as hell. So I'm walking around looking for this voice over IP phone. I meet the only guy at the Micro Center who knows nothing about his zone at all.
6: Yeah, I'm not job. quite
4: sure he even knew. He's in the department. I'm not quite sure he even knew what I was talking about. And I, of course, knew even less than he did. But yeah, you're just. He didn't know anything. But anyway, so I see though all these gaming headsets and I'm thinking to myself, wow, like there's some really exotic gaming headsets and things that people are involved in and I think within reason cuz I always make this I always make this analogy when it comes to people being too overwrought about computer usage and that kind of thing. Like, some people are using their apps. My niece had this really cool app she was using to make, like, these music videos and stuff. Yep, yep. Which I forgot the name of it, too. Like, it really- Musical.ly and all these. Yeah, Musical.ly. Yeah, that's what my daughter uses. I love yeah. that. It's a great app. That's amazing. Yeah. Can we do one of those? Absolutely. Can we do one with Love Train in it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can we? I love I love that app. So anyway, I was explaining to my sister in law when when my niece was showing me the thing because she's not addicted to it, but she loves doing it. Yeah. But you know, back in my day, when we came home from school, we would just turn the TV on, right? And I'd watch Lost in Space, Ultraman, Hogan's Heroes, whatever it was, until it was time for dinner. Okay. So so. I'm saying I'd I'd rather, I think, that my kids use something that's more interactive, even when it's with other people, even if you're gaming and doing that kind of thing, more interactive than just simply sitting in front of a TV. I totally agree. So I'm not really too menaced by all of this technology or what have you, but it does become, it can become an addiction to a certain degree. And, of course, other kinds of behaviors then can lead to other kinds of desires to kind of sedate yourself. And it's oftentimes, and psychologists will tell you, oftentimes some of that kind of behavior turns into drug use and that kind of thing. So you have to, you have to be mindful of it, but I think she's pointing out that there's a lot of tie-ins between uh, the, the kids growing up very quickly through their social media interactions and access to drugs and this whole, because believe me, I will tell you the opioid addiction I knew about long ago, even when Ethan, who's 28 now, yeah. even when he was in high school. And by the time he was in Iraq in 2010 and then a little bit after that, I remember I coached his fifth grade, uh, his uh, little league team uh, when when he was a kid in school. And I would say three out of those kids on that team are dead. Whew. I am not kidding you, from drug overdoses. Wow. Yeah. See, that, I do,
5: what she talked about, it, it does hit home. I mean, it. you've got, you know, lots of kids. I've got lots of kids. Um, it's a real thing between the bullying. The bullying one is a big one, too. I mean, that's, um, that's real. And kids are committing suicide. I think now I was reading the other day, it's one of the number one uh, reasons for death in that younger age group, right. is now
4: suicide. Right. I mean, that, uh, as a parent, you know? It's terrible. Uh, and, and then you have also a lot of kids who are into cutting and yeah. doing all kinds of things like that. Now, keep in mind, the goofballs out there are going to go, oh, look at her talking about cyberbullying when she her husband tweets out I already this read tweets it. out that. You've already seen it, oh, right?
8: yeah, yeah.
4: Well, um, okay, believe me. Chumping out Kim Jong-un on Twitter <laughs> or telling the truth about the deep state or goofing on John Kerry is not cyberbullying people, okay? Not even. Even even if people say, oh, but it's weird how you did that because you were were, uh, canned over a tweet. It's like, well, okay, first of all, nobody allowed me to explain adequately. I finally was able to through our Facebook page on this show what was going on there, which was it was a response to uh, a whole conversation. And on top of that, the next day, indeed, I was taking David Hogg to task for F-bombing, but defending him at the same time because I said that adults were egging him on because they were cussing, and he's a kid, and kids do that. They cuss back when they're seemingly allowed. So that's what I was talking about. It was very, very simple. So I'm just already throwing water on
5: the
4: goofballs out there who do, in fact – kind of say, well, how ironic you're talking about this. But anyway, so when I saw all these gaming apparatus, I realized what a big deal it is. But then I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe it's not really much different than back in my day when we just sat there and watched TV and ate now and laters.
5: It's not. And that's where you and I were having that conversation the other day about millennials and and different age groups and how different generations get picked on for different things. And every generation has had their version. You know, I know a lot of people say, well, back in my day, I we were outside all the time. And that may be the case. Um, you may have been outside more, but we do live in a a different society. Like, there are different stages of right. that society goes through. And yeah. now, if you want to be a productive member of society, you better know. I mean, here, the radio station that you're listening to right now is a product of... People who know how to use
4: tech. Oh, yeah, and, and, and they do. And, and I, think, I do think the people playing outside is, I get it. And, and we played outside and watched TV. So yeah. we just had our, we had our roles. And, and I do think that if you are going to be outside, I do believe if you're, if you're in the car with your parents now, uh, kids, you need to, if you're going to be outside, play outside and ring doorbells and run because that's really <laughs> fun.
5: That's the real so exercise. what you
4: do is you ring a doorbell, and then you go hide behind a tree and watch the people answer the door. And that was funny to us a long time ago. It doesn't seem to thrill anybody right now. Matt's like, that does, that doesn't, that's not funny. <laughs> Ryan, do you think that's funny? Uh, well, we got, okay, you know what? Back in the day, we didn't have too many thrilling things to do. No, you didn't. So we, we did ring doorbells like and light run. light brights. We were very easily amused back in those days. <laughs> And those were the days, by the way, Ryan, when people smoked on airplanes. And you know what? When we ate and laters, they were bigger than they are right now. Or maybe our hands were smaller. I don't know. Arm train. We're going to take a break. You know why? I have to go and let Mark Casey to the door.
5: And I got to set up for Facebook Live. Oh, that's right. We're a little past that. Right? Yeah.
4: It's seven ten.
5: Well, I wanted to wait for case in. I wanted Facebook to get the case in.
4: It's okay. He'll be fine. I left a bowl of water outside for him, so he's fine.
5: You know, I got taken to task for laughing about your jokes on air. What? Yeah, on the comment section. Somebody took me to task because they say I laugh too much at your jokes. They laugh too much at my jokes. laughing all
4: the time. I'm happy. (laughs) That's what we do, people. You know what? I've always said this, and you and I kind of had this conversation yesterday about the tone of the show, which has always been the tone of the show. And as common sense people, as the common sense nation, we are happy. As as conservatives, we are happy. We're hopeful. We're people who enjoy life, embrace life. Ring doorbells and run, and just have a little fun with it. With what's going on, I know life is crazy, and I know that people are nuts, and I know that there's strife, and there's somewhere in the world I keep seeing lava flowing into the street. I don't know where that's. Where is that Hawaii? Hawaii. Even I Jim- noticed. I noticed by the way, somebody. If if you don't like your car. You park it, park it next lava. to the volcano. Because that's what somebody did. Clearly, like it's it's different than a flood, and it's different than like a hurricane or a tornado or anything else. You have a little bit of time to get out of the way. But I noticed one dude, I think, left his car right in the way of that molten lava. But, you know, folks, listen, we can still be joyful because you know why? The lava's not coming down my street. Uh, not with the love train. And not the love train. Arm train. Can you erase that? I don't ever want you to say that again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make that a
5: clip. <laughs> Jamie's on the arm train.
4: We'll be back with crazy man Mark Haston, everybody. It's Radio Free Almond. Come on, people. dot <laughs>
0: Since they wanna know. Since they wanna know. I said, Since they wanna know. Here's the
3: formula on O. Oh, now let's go. So let me- Turn the tide.
8: Mark
4: Casey, people! Stand there for a second, Mark. Let's see if we can uh, push There you go. Alright. Let me see the Facebook Live there. Yeah.
5: Get ready.
3: Hold
4: on. Where am I uh, Let's see what it looks like. this morning, everybody. Radio Free Allman. Hi, Mark Cason. What's going on, buddy? What isn't going on? It never ends, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And Mark Cason is on Facebook Live right now with us, and you're on Radio Free Allman. That's right. And it's good to see you, man.
7: Uh, listen, it's been a few weeks, and it's been ridiculous, insane, uh, very foolish, what happened with with some people i mean i I'll never forget when we walked out of the studio at the t v station that that day that friday that friday and 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 I had even i believed I texted you or I said it to you just that i was I wanted to to address what I knew people were ginning up out of you know the Newman idiot yes and, you know. <laughs> And and you sort of did you you kind of did I didn't know where I first of all I didn't know where you were going I never knew where you were going when I walked in I mean I just followed whatever you were yeah, doing it was a wheel of casin yeah. yeah and 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 you know you brought up that Kamala Harris deal which sort of indirectly addressed. What was going on? Because it was
4: it was the Kamala Harris when she was with Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, and I actually happened to like Ellen DeGeneres, and I actually, even though she's kind of a crazy lib, I've always thought she was pretty funny. So I never really, never really bothered me. Oprah never really bothered me. These these kind of uh, self made women are not antagonizing to me, but. She's interviewing Kamala Harris, and she asked her, like, who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with? And she said something. One of them was Trump, Pence, whatever. Does anybody
7: have to come out alive? Alive. And and
4: some people made that into a big deal. Which it was nothing? No,
7: it was nothing. Nor was yours anything. You know, I've talked to so many people since that. Can I ask you a question real quickly, though?
4: Is that mic on? Oh, it's, it's on. on. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Oh, okay. I, I have a case I'm hearing in you
5: loud and Because uh, I, okay. I,
4: I, I hear an echo from, from yeah. you. That's okay. Okay, anyway, go ahead.
7: Now, I've talked to so many people since then, and, and all of this discussion about what you meant and what you said and what was stupid and what was smart. Well, first of all, as I've pointed out so many times to everybody, I mean, you've got 15 Emmys in this market. You're a professional Broadcaster, you know what you're doing you're not do saying insane things. In fact, I believe on the air, probably the worst thing you talked about related to those to, to the people in Florida was that the young kids you know should leave their blanket at home you know if if, if they're going to get into politics and, I, and that's about it, and I understand what you said, and I understand how they manipulated what you said. I read it in the Post-Dispatch, craziness about how you were planning to sodomize somebody. When? You were going to drive a 1,000 miles well, they, the next they said day? Like,
4: And they said I was, like, threatening to sodomize. The Riverfront Times really, uh, really took it all hook, line, and sinker. And then the Washington Post said I threatened to sexually assault the guy. One newspaper said I was fantasizing about threatening to sexually assault him. And and the other thing is, I never even even tweeted the guy. It was all part of a longer conversation. It wasn't even a separate tweet. It was part of a string of t- anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, we know look, what it was. A, well, everybody. You know, knows that, that And
7: look, i like I say, all the people I've talked to on the left know that you were metaphorically talking about coming in the next day and and hitting this guy on the air for his political position. Period. Nothing else. Well, anyway, we're all past that. But and and and, and things are where they are and, and they will move forward. Of course, they always do. Look, these things blow up all the time, you know, in, in in broadcasting, things you know go well until they don't. And the funny part is that you know you have really set up yourself for greater things. Uh, the only thing I can say, which I've said to everybody, is this is the only broadcast situation that's blown up in, in 30 years that I'm not responsible for. <laughs> so I didn't do it, okay, but, but you know, okay, right. yeah.
4: Well, here's the other thing, though, and, and, and by the way, I will remind you, even, and I appreciate your defense, and I appreciate what you're doing here. Is that a gun in your pocket? <laughs> what is that? that oh, wouldn't you wouldn't, because you wouldn't yeah, have Yeah, these a are, these are my guns, I... I have Oh,
7: you're the two phone
4: guy. I have phones? I have
7: two guns. They're both uh, note 8s. Yeah. Okay, and they are they're they are ready to operate. At any moment, because listen, there are people to talk to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's
4: legit. All. We, we all we hey, listen, we all know the uh, we all know the two phone guys.
7: Yeah, they make yeah. rap songs yeah. about guys with two phones. Listen, right? Exactly. These are the two phones I have with me right, right now. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, but but so you, in other words, you are the p i m p is what you're trying to tell us. <laughs> I
7: am a very ill person <laughs> when it comes to using telephones and have been. Since I had that $5 little black phone on my desk when I was uh, 12 years old. Um, yeah, so it goes all the way back to. I'm, I'm ill.
4: So we, for, we forget, too, that uh, Mark Kaysen would never have a gun. No. Because Mark Kaysen wants to take your guns away from yeah. you. Well, I would like to. I know where it's never <laughs> going to happen. He would like to. It's never going to happen. I know. But I yeah. do appreciate your defense. I will remind you, though, because, because we have to make sure we, we focus on this a little bit. Uh, is is Trump in jail yet? Because I think you thought that <laughs> no, by now he would be. No, not
7: by now. In handcuffs. Not by now. Uh, Mueller is is working everything oh. forward, and 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 will have him in jail. Look, <laughs> and and look, I don't because I'm I have no animus towards anybody. I mean, I would love for, and I've said before, Jamie and and I and and, and Tim Jones. And some of my buddies, you know, just hop in a, a van and and head to the prison to visit him and bring him gifts and you know i look he <laughs> he, he will be in jail he 's a very i mean look as, and i know i 'm ill we 're all ill and and he is seriously ill i mean but that's not so even, now
4: let me ask you this yeah. though, where does the fantasy come of you and people? Loading into a van to yeah. go see President Trump <laughs> in prison. I, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, is one it of like your, a-
7: one, of, one of your conservative uh, viewers and listeners uh, out at the, uh, the restaurant where I spend all my life working, that's my office out in Chesterfield, uh, we, we were talking one day and we came up with this idea, well, they, they agree with you that he'll never be in jail, but I say, you know, we, we'll see. But look, this is moving you know so fast in that direction. That's I'm not even worried about Donald. He okay. we'll take care of him in, okay. in the election that's coming up. Okay. What what I'm interested in, and I, I, I of course I haven't heard your latest take. I know you've been very supportive of of, of uh, Eric. Yes, and and, and Wait, you know, is, I, by
4: the way, this has infuriated you. This whole Greg oh, thing. Oh, I I I'll tell you something. And you and he's a liberal. Yeah. Oh, you're infuriated. By the Gritens thing that, where they're trying to run him out. Are you coming over to our side? I don't know. I think he is. This is, is well, a
7: change. It's, it's, it's such an interesting situation. And we've you know, talked about this since the very beginning of you know, Eric's activities here on the TV show when we were doing that. And, and you know I've always supported Eric. And, and I've always said to you that Eric isn't exactly... What he appears to be, because well,
4: he here. He, okay, you need to catch up on okay, this. right yeah. I'll, I'll fill in. you in, and, and and let me just just one second, sure. and I'll, I'll I'll hand the floor back to you. You see, uh, Mark Hayson believes that Eric Greitens really isn't a Republican. So oh, he no. So so Mark okay. is of this belief, okay. that Eric Greitens really isn't a Republican, and therefore he's really a Democrat, and so that's how Mark. Can so, ipso facto, like him. yeah, you can That's how he can rationalize supporting him because he really doesn't think Eric Reitens is a Republican. Am I explaining this? Why correctly? do you feel well, that? Well, way? first, I, I would say this, and,
7: and the Republicans in Missouri are now saying it themselves they want to get rid of him, not the Democrats. The Democrats are just laying back, they don't care because he is a Republican at this point. But, but, the Dem- but the Republicans are the ones who are pushing to remove him from office because they hate him,
4: and I read it in the Post. He wants to drain the Jefferson City swamp. Yeah, he's, like, ultra conservative. Yeah, he's just, well, in well, that direction, it depends, of course, what yes.
7: it depends on what you think all that means. Uh, let me put it to you this way, because you know, I'm not in the business of trying to get Eric in trouble, although he's got himself in so much trouble. I mean, listen, you talk about trouble. What you've done is nothing compared to what this guy has done. And I love Eric. This.
4: Can I ask you something really quickly? Yeah. Does this look like trouble to you?
7: No, listen. <laughs> no, no, look. We're all trouble. Okay, I get it. We're all trouble.
4: I'm right? just I know, yeah. I know. It's, yeah. it's trouble, but, Troub- you know. Trouble is our life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but, so. but I will tell you, though, people are asking me, like, how are you going through this, blah, blah, blah. And I, I tell people, and Ryan, this is what we talked about a little bit yesterday, about pushing a problem up a hill. Listen, man, I... I built my career, I mean, I, 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 and, and I have no problem going back to the drawing board and building it again. You didn't build yeah. that. Oh, come on. Somebody else Stop. made that Every time I turn around, I talk about building something from the ground, and there he is talking about scolding Somebody
2: me. Somebody else
4: made that happen. But nonetheless, I, and, and I will tell you, by the way, and Ryan, right. we've talked about this already, where we say, oh, we're building something from the ground up. Right. I will tell you that Monday – in all likelihood, and we don't want to brag yet because we don't know, right? We, we kind of know, but on Monday, we had an audience here at Radio Free Allman that rivaled any other radio show audience out there. We see the analytics, we yeah. saw the numbers. No, I know, and, I, and I've, I've seen those numbers on Facebook. Yeah.
7: With that they, well, those you know, are they, Facebook
4: numbers. Yeah. I'm talking
7: about no, like, I, I understand. listening radio numbers, buddy.
8: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, I, I, look, I know that. The and internet radio is capable of doing this. Yeah. I mean
8: it, it just yeah. is. I,
7: I, I look unfortunately I've been I say unfortunately I've been doing on and off with the internet thing since yeah. about the year oh, about 1999. Well wait a minute because
4: yeah. now I will tell you too and I'm sorry to be filling you in on this no, on this the air. Good. No this is good. But a this, lot yeah. of our people though also Mark Kaysen used to be a caller to my radio show, whatever. By the way, he used to call in, and he and I used to fight like vicious Well, it wasn't dogs. vicious, but... Well, no, yeah. and, and Mark, and we, but we had fun with it because yeah. that's what I would do with people who would call in. The only person that really kind of... We, 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 we never kind of smoothed anything over was Damon when he'd call. Right. Because he'd call, and he'd get so personal, and he was so nasty. Yeah. That it was kind of hard to get past that kind of personality situation. But with Mark, he'd call in, He'd be screaming about something, and we'd scream back at him. And, and But now keep in mind, our original meeting was when Mark had, he had a cable TV show. No, it was before that, though. You forget. You're oh, only,
7: no, you forget. I don't. You don't. No, wait. Do you remember, before the cable TV show on KDHX... Which we we had for six years, and okay. Jamie used to come on it. He
4: was a moder- He was like the host of the cable TV show. Oh no! Yeah. But 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 here's the thing.
7: <laughs> Do you remember when we owned 1380? Yes. Okay. Because that's No, when WGNU. I- no, no. Well, the- we were on WGNU, but w- we owned 1380. Onion and I owned 1380. And Onion the- Horton. Onion Horton.
4: Okay. Onion okay. died last
7: year. Okay. Yeah.
4: But but. You He's know, not a character in the Dr. Seuss. Oh, book. yeah. Was, yeah.
7: <laughs> oh, listen, there's so many characters. But involved. he is a character, or he, was a character. Yeah, yes, was, good yeah. man. But, but we had a deal going on. You were on Channel 4, and there was a deal that somebody died in the black community, and one of our, our hosts on 1380 said he was going to pay for the funeral. And you came around investigating. Don't you recall? You don't even remember this. Well, I did so many. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You came around to find out where the money was and who was paying what and what was the problem. And that's when I first met you. You were an investigative reporter on Channel 4. And and that's when we first met. You were trying to find out what happened. It turned out the guy paid for the funeral. It was no big deal. Somebody said he wasn't going to do it. But that was when we first met all the way back on 1380. Then... Things happened as the years went on, in the cable show, and all the other things that we did, yeah. and then of course all that led to when you called me up one day and said, "Hey, I've I've got a TV show coming," you know, so, yeah, yeah, for the
4: relocation. But right. but we, we my I did do I did a lot of investigations. My favorite investigation was called "Where the White Women At." <laughs> where the that was my first that was my first investigation. Yeah. Hey, where the white women at? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we yeah. need that stinger. Tonight it was Larry and Julius and I could never forget it. There tonight we asked the question, where are the white women at? <laughs> <laughs> see, now I see so much love between you
5: guys. Like hey. it's the love train. Yeah, well, well, yeah,
4: you know what Mark and I actually we do, I don't know what what it is. We just do have this affinity. We've known each other a long time and and we were and for the wheel of occasion and, and really people and and Mark the reason why I like him is because he belie- he truly believes Every nutty thing that he says, which I can respect. And like, I also he, admit it because the people, there are these people on the left
7: okay, who, who believe these things but will not say it because they're afraid that it's going to make them look foolish. But or, you will. You will well, say no, it. I but admit everything.
4: He, he, when he says he wants to take your guns, Mark Kaysen, if he ha- if he, would, I, mean, I don't he want them. No, I want to. the government to take them. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy.
8: I mean, so
7: that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I because, well, there's a re, there's rationale to this though. I'm telling you. I want the police to have the guns and to protect us because I want them to act properly. Now, you know, one of the are things- you
4: sure you're not you're you're, you're are you sure you're not actually the reincarnation of George V? Yeah. Because that's kind of would be his attitude. I know. Uh, we we just want the police and the military to have guns, but the citizens shouldn't. I kind of I yeah. Joseph Stalin would be. Bad. I think Stalin yeah. kind of liked yeah. that. He was like, "Come yeah. on, everybody, turn your guns in." So you're okay, okay with that? You're I am
7: absolutely fine with it. So, because Second look, Amendment for you? Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Well, first of all, Amendment Second Amendment Second what, it doesn't Amendment doesn't even mean any of that stuff. Oh, it doesn't mean it. I mean, look. There are four members of the Supreme Court who agree with me that it doesn't mean that. But there are five who agree with you, so you win. And that's the end of the conversation. Right. That, a, but it's not that crazy because that there are four members of the Supreme Court who agree with me. So so, so
4: in other words, in Mark's world, okay. five Supreme Court justices are in his way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. but you know, those darn that darn majority, that drives me crazy.
7: That is where the country, our country decides everything and that's why they won't take any more gun cases because they don't want to take the chance that they might case yeah it might go the other way that's why you guys don't want to take it our guys don't want to take it because they're not sure that they can win either so i mean no one wants to take any more of these for now and you listen the one thing you have a right to is a gun in your house to protect yourself that's for sure. Now there are other law, you, there are other. Well, law, thanks, I
8: yeah, I don't like it.
4: <laughs> I don't like it. Thank but you. But here, you know, here's here's the th- here's the one fundamental problem with with that attitude that yeah. you just kind of. Oh, there's a.
7: From your side, there's a problem, and,
4: and that is well, well, well. We're talking about the Second Amendment, and then you're talking about you guys and our guys. And the reality is, what if we like assign that to free speech? Well, our guys want you to shut down your publication. You guys want to keep your publication. It's not a debatable... No, no it is, and you're right. You, you are absolutely 100% right.
7: Because, look, here, here's the thing. These, these free speech cases come up all the time, and the Supreme Court does decide which way all of this is going to go. I know you believe that these rights come from God and all this other stuff. Oh, just all that stuff? All this yeah. other yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, no, but, but, they, but, but, God but stuff. incredibly... Yeah but incredibly we have this amazing system in this country that is so superior to any other country in the world where, where not only do our Supreme Court justices tell us what the rules are and how they're going to be operating, and sometimes they do change. I mean, Brown versus Board of Education, you know, all these things that are you know major landmark things that do change things over time, but I want to remind you of just this. That's really interesting. You know, we never have all this time on the television. I know. You know. But, but here's the thing. On the Supreme Court, remember who were the two best friends? Ginsburg and Scalia. Yeah. They were best friends. When they got through killing each other on the court, right. they would get their, their, yeah. their spouses and go out wherever and go everywhere, and they loved each other. They just disagreed. So, you know, the, the way we are, is really not all that that shocking or amazing because it's what this country is about. Mm-hmm. It's 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 having a point of view, advocating for it,
4: and then being human beings and not right. turning this into insanity. Okay. Well, now that you've said that, and then you challenged God's authority. Oh,
7: <laughs> where is uh, God? Let me, okay. God? Well, let me ask you. Who let me ask is you, Who is God?
4: Give me a break. Who who created Scalia and Ginsburg? Like what? Entity. Oh, here created, we go. This is getting out of hand. Pardon me?
7: I've got the answer. What? Marbury versus Madison created them. That's the answer. No, no, no. I'm going go back my, to 1800. No, no, no. They, no, no, you, you, that, I'm no getting, I know what you're trying to say. I'm not going there. <laughs> Who, no, A- of course he's not going uh, there. This country, this country created an incredible process
4: right. that, but that, who that created, made them possible and all of us and this. Right. Let me ask you just something fundamental. Yeah. Go ahead. Who created the country that created mm-hmm. these wonderful things? Who created, for instance, because you use the term yeah. human being. So you obviously acknowledge that there is a level of humanity here. So who created? I'll give you the answer.
7: Who? Did you ever see the movie? I know you did. Talk radio?
4: Oh, Okay. Yes, yeah. I did. Great movie. Eric Bogosian. Yes. Yeah,
7: yeah. Well, if you remember the end of the movie, when he had been shot and he was dead, and they ended the movie by saying, Barry, because it was, they called him Barry Champlain in the movie, Barry, now you know, okay? And that's the thing for all of us. When we're dead... Will know the answer to what
4: you're talking no, about. No, 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 but no, no, we no. Don't okay, know okay, all this is
3: this is
7: Wait, this but, 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 BS but, but, that's okay, been
4: made but all up. I, all I'm telling you is, I, I when you, when you just challenge the, the, the fact that, that God, that the, 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 rights of man do not come from God, right. and yet you, that, that's easy for you to say that it's baloney because you don't acknowledge that the. That that man comes from God, correct? So so much like you don't acknowledge um, that, well, I, we do much, come no, from no, God, whatever God much is. Much like you don't acknowledge that a baby, like like a fetus, is really a baby, no, right? And wh- wh- which so point, at which point you're consistent, right. though. It is consistent, yeah. in, oh, in, I, a, in your I nihilism, am
7: completely <laughs> consistent. Yes, I know that, no, that, that's what that's I admire no about question. him. He's
4: consistent in his in his in his, in his Nancy comic yeah, nihilism. But,
7: but 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 remember this too. Look. <laughs> um, although I support abortion rights totally because I support women oh in a country that that 's you know got all these well i mean i don 't think men in this country are ill, I think men are overall are ill and and treat women horribly. Schneiderman last night is just the, the latest Example of
4: this. Schneiderman from, 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 from the New law York. From Schneiderman, Spitzer, and Weiner. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You, but
7: you know, you support just I support hang, women. Hang but, tight, but, though. But, okay. Yeah, you
5: support ahead. women. Yeah. Well, what about women in the womb?
7: Yeah. Forget it. What about forget oh. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. women. Women have a right to do whatever they want. But listen, it's good on your side too, because okay. when all this stuff started. In Forty years ago, in the when the Supreme Court said Roe you can e. do this, yeah. okay, uh, there were a million abortions every year. We are now down to six hundred thousand a year and dropping. and, sure. and thanks to
4: our ladies in and thrive. No, yeah. see,
7: I know you guys believe that, but here's what I oh, believe. We do, yes. <laughs> okay, but here's what <laughs> I believe. I believe first of all, we need to stop this abortion. We we need to get rid. Absolutely. Of it. Yes. Okay, but 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 not but not by. Uh, forcing women to not have it okay, or, or to do but, any of that. But here's here. Let we, me
4: let me tell you something. No this one is, wakes up and says,
7: gee, I hope there's someone." No one's saying that. Here's, here's, what,
4: here's what I'm Nobody. saying. Nobody is is is. Uh, if that truly is the case, then why would my tax dollars right. go to a group that actually encourages abortions, as opposed to a group that encourages women? to keep babies and helps them find yes. opportunities that allow them or give them opportunities to keep the baby. Because you, l- let me tell you something. One of the reasons why I've never believed that women have abortions only because it's a birth control thing. I've mostly believed that women have abortions because they don't see opportunities. First of all, the man has basically gone away, uh, and, and that's something that men have failed to do in this country, Correct. is raise their boys yep. to be men who are Agreed. responsible and that kind of thing. So that, that's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. But and we why also, are those women pregnant in the first place? Well, okay, well, wait, let me, let me finish this up here. Sure. because Because, and, and that's a problem too, because, because uh, right now, unfortunately, pregnancy has been kind of the woman's problem. We haven't actually hung enough of this on the male part of the so equation. that's, all, that's where I want to go. Away. So I'm, I'm with you on that. But we also, though, women also oftentimes have abortions because they don't have adequate educational opportunities, right. adequate housing opportunities, adequate jobs. And so I would rather, if, if, if you're going to spend my tax dollars and steal money from me to give the Planned Parenthood to, uh, to abort babies, why is it that if I argued, well, I, I'll rather, why don't I choose to put, if you're going to steal money from me I want my money to go to Thrive. Bingo. I want my money to go to yeah. Our ladies in. Why are we
5: forced okay. well, to because, put it in? Why are we hand. putting well, it here, in towards
7: abortion? Okay, well, right. here. I can fix your problem. Oh, okay. Oh,
4: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering Let, when let's,
7: you... Let's... We're already putting the money in the schools. Okay. Now, you're going to hate this. You're going to hate it. You know, genie and all the You know, nice people, but, you know, believe wrong things. <laughs> we need to teach
2: the kids.
7: Here's what we need to teach them in school. We need to teach them, certainly... Everything that's necessary about sexuality, although they by the time they're in school, but, in, yeah, oh, who's sure. equipped
4: to do that? But, yeah,
7: but, well, no, no, well, bring in the people who are. Who is? That's why I don't want, bring in the people I, who I are, don't are want equipped. in schools. I don't want to schools. teach them. I don't, them. They're, they're I don't want to teach them. But but, I, but here's what I do want them. I want them to know that men should treat women respectfully. Yes. That 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 monogamous relationships are ver- are valuable for all of us you know and and yes. now it doesn't mean that we always follow it but certainly if we could help encourage the kids to believe this and and to understand or at least hear it from us that would help instead what are we doing and trump is doing this incredibly right now abstinence oh yeah that's gonna work abstinence. Well, let me ask That's you this, though. Do you crazy you really, do you right-wing really,
4: lunacy. Do you really think that in, in public schools that they're going to teach the merits of monogamy? <laughs> yeah. uh,
7: guess what? Healthy There's no chance ever that they're going to do that. Yeah, well, we should. But you know what we do instead? We teach character in school. We do it. Yeah. The only thing is, we don't do it with intention. We do it just by modeling our behavior and acting crazy. Do you know that in Vashon High School in this last year there has been sex trafficking going on and 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 it's been in the newspaper yeah. i yeah. mean they've been yeah. arresting people you know teachers who are are getting these kids involved in all kinds of insane activities so if if we're doing some of that already maybe we could instead intentionally take the other point of view which is monogamous caring Decent relationships are meaningful, valuable, right. and
4: important. But, Mark, okay, here's the deal. You're talking about things that the public schools are absolutely ill-equipped to handle. I, but what? you want to I, give I, them I don't hear you talking about math. You
7: want to give these te- – you say, oh, well, they're ill-equipped. But you're willing to give them a gun and have them walk around with a gun. They're ill-equipped well, for math.
4: Where I, did you get the idea yeah. that I had one had them walking around with a gun?
7: Teachers. You wait, wait. But I
4: didn't wait, wait. Who said we were gonna walk around with a gun? Yeah, okay. see, this is Well,
7: okay, not you, but Trump.
4: Well, no, Trump doesn't want them walking around sure, with a no. gun yeah. either.
7: Trump says he can shoot people on Fifth Avenue. He believes Oh in- my god. No, he didn't say that. Yeah, well, he, sure he he,
4: did. No, he didn't. he he, he was saying play that, it. You got the no, no. you got the tape, but where's but that? He was saying if he did that, people would still support it. Him. Was, yeah. It was a joke. Yes. Yeah. It was just a thing that he was saying. And by the way, uh, CNN, the world's most important network, yes. by the way says the highest number since 2007 say things are going well in the U.S. People are happy. Leave them alone. Yeah. You know what and I'm well, saying? I mean, here's the okay. deal. You're right in a way. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, back to, I still want to get you nailed down really quickly on the, on the God thing. Yeah. So are you <laughs> denying that God created human beings? How would I know? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just you... saying.
7: How would I know? And how would you know? Well, but, well, well. I, Barry have faith. knows. Yeah, this faith. faith. That's it's yeah, faith. That's yeah. why I brought so, up. No, no. But but faith. Faith is faith. faith. You know what, oh, smash! Faith, faith, right. faith is stuff that you know that we believe when we have no. You <laughs> when we
4: have no idea what the facts are. You
5: have to have faith you know. to believe. Right. Otherwise, it takes as much faith to believe that there is no God to believe that...
4: Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like it takes more work to be hateful than yeah. to be, to be you have loving. To have, yeah. You have
7: to have faith to believe I'm Superman. Right. Because clearly, I'm not. So, so okay? you believe, so we you that. believe that, But you would have to have faith to believe it. You so know.
4: you believe that, you believe that, for instance, uh, if, if for instance, President Obama could address God, he would be basically... You didn't build that? Somebody that. else? I don't know what, that that's, what he, that's what believes. he would tell God. Obama was not my guy,
7: I so, know. you know... I, I don't know what anybody believes, and I'll tell you this. You, you believe I'm, I'm okay with what anybody believes. I don't even care. Okay. It's all right, except for not in our schools because the, the Supreme Court says you can't. And
5: that's our point, is that the schools are not equipped to teach what you believe. Okay, our kids, pretending that your kids went to school, my kids went to school, public school, and they were sitting in the same classroom, what you would want your child to learn and what I would probably want my child to learn— could be different, which is what Jamie and I are saying. That the schools are ill-equipped; they are not properly set up to handle that. It really should be handled inside of the home.
4: Yeah why why are you why are you giving the schools the so much power the, the power to teach? First of all, they I, have I, power. I, well, they, 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 there's no taking it away. They've got those I, kids, you know,
7: eight hours a day.
4: I don't believe I don't believe that schools. Uh, that's why I wouldn't want schools teaching religion or anything oh, I don't else want for that matter because religion. I don't think they, they know how to do it or, right. uh, or can't adequately do it. Let me ask you this, speaking of schools, and then, uh, then I want to get back to the First Amendment stuff, the free speech sure. stuff. Sure. I will tell you before, well, I'll, I'll deal with the free speech stuff first. You addressed a couple of issues regarding free speech elements that have been challenged and that we've talked about free speech, do you realize since you began this segment talking about the so-called controversy that resulted in these idiots getting rid of me, uh, you um, you, at, at Intercom, and MS, that's what I'm referring to, and you have talked about the free speech merits and demerits sure. of, of certain things that we've been talking about. Let me tell you, I'm going to ask you something because you talked about Stacey Newman, and this is going to be an issue that will come up in the state of Missouri, and should. You remember when Martin Luther King was doing boycotts and things like that, right? Of course. And you and you remember that the goal of Martin Luther King and his boycotts was not to uh, detach individuals from their livelihood; it was to change a system that. In in the minds of Martin Luther King and we could all agree was corrupt, sure. full of racism and totally unequal. And even the, with the, with with the concept of of even before, like before 1964 when blacks could even vote, I mean it's, it's unbelievable that that was the case. But nonetheless, uh, what he what what Martin Luther King was doing was was the boycott in that place case served a purpose, and that was to change a message, change a system. Stacey Newman and her people were taking a different approach in this particular thing in terms of separating me from my advertisers, pushing my advertisers around, and indeed uh, forbidding, basically intercepting my relationship with them. And then ultimately her goal was to remove me from the airwaves. Do you believe that is a defensible approach based on the First Amendment? That lady has such a defamation
7: problem coming her way that it's unbelievable. I mean, that lady, it, and I assume that you are going to sue her for defamation, and, and, and you know, the, there are slander and libel rules that actually uh, Donald is against.
4: Right. But, the, but, the but, defamation they happen,
7: thing- but they happen to support you.
4: Right. The defamation they, they- stuff will come... When it, when it went with the Washington Post and the river Times. This and that kind lady's of libel in and serious trouble. What I'm ta- well, yes, but what I'm saying is, because this is an important issue right now regarding free speech, because uh, at, at some point when, when your goal is to erase a voice, Alan Dershowitz, who is an interesting guy, do you like him? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You Do you know, think God created Alan Dershowitz? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who, so well, Dershowitz? Whoever God is, yeah. Dershowitz wrote in a Yale review, uh, and, 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 and he talked about this in, this very issue because it's come up before. And he has said that when your goal is to erase a form of speech through your boycotts or your actions, that is not a defensible First Amendment pursuit. And Dershowitz is a pretty smart guy and, and, and is a liberal guy, essentially, yeah, essentially. But, but is also more of a libertarian guy and knows the Constitution. And he says that these particular approaches have never been defensible in court as First Amendment pursuits or free speech pursuits. They're not That's pr- just what I told what I, I mean agree. They're not protected by the First Amendment. That, wow. And, and that's, that's where you get into real problems, and that's obviously where she's going to get into a real problem. You've got contractual relationships with, with all of those advertisers
7: that she was interfering with.
5: Hurting their business as uh, well, well. Exactly. See, it's not just about Jamie, and that was kind of our whole point yes. to this. This is not just about Jamie Allman. This is the fact that businesses rely on Jamie Allman and Jamie Allman's audience to support their livelihoods and their businesses, and that affects them as well. Thou- well, that is why our, that know, is
4: why the part of the, the, the current lawsuit with MSN Intercom is a declaratory judgment that essentially erases this idea that somehow I can't have a relationship with my advertisers that I had over at the dinosaur station uh, for a period of two years or whatever, which, of course, is not denying me... The, my access. It's denying them their access. So to Ryan's point, as we've always said, these pursuits that we're doing, especially the one regarding Intercom and Emis, and the ones that we'll be pursuing in the future are groundwork things. The, the, these are cases where we have finally said, you know what? We're not going to let corporate cowards rule the roost here. We're not going to let state-elected Officials to be bullies and fascists. We're not going to allow that. And we're not going to allow media outlets to do untold harm to people by just simply ignoring facts and ignoring what's going on. So these are the pursuits. But I was interested in that whole free speech issue because I felt like you had brought that up and I think that's something ultimately we're going to pursue and also pursue from the other end as well, because as Ryan pointed out, this is about businesses as well, and, and our fight is their fight. And much like I told people when we began this whole pursuit uh, in terms of our legal actions, this is not for me, because believe me, we'll, I will prevail. It's not a big deal. But but somebody needs to stand up and put the fight out there, and somebody needs to stand up and finally say, you know what, this is BS, we're not putting up with it anymore, and we're going to make sure that there's something on the books that tell you that you won't do it again. And believe me, what I'm doing, I'm sure is going to be fine for me, and everything's going to be great, but in a, in a w- different way, I'm helping other people in my business. They, they, they might not know it right. because they're all too busy bad-mouthing me and, and, <laughs> and, and hurtling over me, but, but I'm helping them in the long run because I'm hoping that this isn't going to happen to them because I don't want anybody's message squashed. As I've told you before, I've defended liberal after liberal when it came to errant comments they made or whatever. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I want more voices. I don't Same. want fewer
7: ones. Well, people... You know, when they start saying things about you, they need to to not forget that you're not Sean Hannity. You are a journalist with all the credentials and all the history in this marketplace. That's no joke. However, let's get away from that for a second because there are two things involved here. There's our opinions, what we think about things, and we have great fun saying what we think, and that's our free speech, and we do that. And then there's something else which you've really pushed on here, and that is the legal case. And i got to tell you something. Uh, you know who Karen Korematsu is? No, I do okay. not, Mark. Well, Fred Korematsu it, it was the, the, the Japanese guy. He uh, was actually an American, Japanese-American. he I mean, was born in the United States, who ended up in those inter, in, internment camps in 1943 uh, because... He had ancestry, and the United States you know, put him there. And let me say this. Karen Korematsu is his daughter. She's my age, 65 years old. And she goes around the country, and she has all her life. It, it, it made her life that they went to the Supreme Court because they, she spent her whole life fighting for civil rights for people okay. as a result of that, that, that court case. There's another name. You know who Mary Beth Tinker is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tinker versus Des Moines. Yes. Which is the student rights case, and she's actually she went to U City. Yes. Yeah. Where where you went, and 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 she has made this her life. She goes around the country and deals with this. Well, what I'm aiming at here is this. I I think that poor Stacy Newman is in for quite a surprise because I think this is going to define you in many ways because the government. She's the government. The government cannot come in
4: and shut you down
7: it's interesting you
4: bring that up
7: yeah because she did i gotta tell you something she is in super trouble and and this may very well end up in the united states supreme court it
4: could well because well i will tell you as a matter of well i really can't i don't i don't want to discuss too many of our legal strategies here but what you just hit on is a very important thing, and it's interesting you brought that up on your own. <laughs> well, I teach constitutional anybody. law. I, well, I should understand know. that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm surprised because right. you're stupid. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. that, that it's interesting you brought that up on your own yeah. because because it's just interesting you brought that. <laughs> yeah, up Yeah, exactly. So, so no, I'm, I'm just I, telling I you that that's, very well. Yeah, exactly. So I
5: think anybody can see anybody who understands case law and understands constitutional rights and, 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 and the legal realm of right. things can start to put those together. Well, and
4: also, by the way, it's interesting you talk about uh, opinion versus fact. Like, for instance, when you read uh, read my tweet where I mentioned David Hogg and didn't tweet him, when you read my tweet, uh, it's, 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 it, when you describe it as me threatening to sodomize a teenager— <laughs> Uh, that's not a factual statement. It is and, not. And so when you put that in a headline of a major newspaper, you are essentially on purpose ignoring the facts, and maliciously so, and deciding that that's going to be your story. And then the other thing is what happens is when you change it because you know it, Right. keep in mind, after I've already clicked it on my phone... It doesn't matter what you've done. So my only big surprise is, and I know you've talked about Constitutional Law here, is all these three entities, the media, Stacey Newman, and my own radio station, it seems like none of these guys bothered in any way, shape, or form to consult anybody of any legal professionalism. Like doesn't they never, seem like it. How is it that possible that these people didn't even speak to attorneys before they decided to do what they were going to do. I mean, I just—it's—it's it's, it's shocking to me. Can I just say? Yes.
5: Everybody on Facebook agreed, Kaysen, that that was the best point you made. Yep. The, in- <laughs> the entire. Well, be- because they agreed with you on this one. Because yeah. it's
4: interesting, and because they know essentially, yeah, they they're they're connecting the dots now to what's going on. I don't want to give away too much information, but your point there. Yeah. It, it, that's why I say it's interesting he brought that up because uh, when you are Rep. Stacy Newman, yep. it's a serious you are, you're problem. Not, you're not Stacy Newman. You're acting. You're Rep. Stacy mm-hmm. Newman. You are an you are an emissary of the state. At that I moment. knew it instantly. And boom, you're you're in. Yeah. So 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 and, I, I'm, it's interesting you bring that. By up. By the way, if we could switch,
7: I'd, we don't have to switch gears, but I just wanted to mention I got a text message here from from Robbie Brook who is uh, part of Eric yes. Brighton's world, yes. and she just wanted me to say, Jamie, she loves you. Oh. So, yeah. Thank so, you, Robbie. Yeah. So. I love you. And, and you guys
4: listening. on Facebook, thank you so much for uh, your support and for what you guys have done. It's been an amazing ride. Before we go, I want to ask you quickly, speaking of free speech, this University of Florida situation where apparently – these, these students were all up there, uh, and they're accusing now the authorities there at the University of Florida of racism. Okay. Because they told people, listen, we don't want you celebrating when you're going up and getting your stuff, your, your diploma. And so they decided to go ahead and do that, and they wound up... They, they wound up going up and dancing and doing all this kind of stuff and doing all this crazy, wild, gymnastic type of stuff. And the guys... There was a guy saying you can't do that and removing them from the stage. Well, he had the temerity of being white, oh, and so now it's looking like he somehow was doing it because they were black, when actually it turns out the only people doing that were black. He just happened to be white, but also an authority at school and trying to stop them from doing that. So he's almost like bear hugging them. Do you believe, first of all, that God? created these individuals on that stage Marques you know I'll tell you okay. this
7: if you can I, ever find God I mean then, I found him no yeah find him and, and I found him. him you know, what, you know where I found didn't found know him? it's not her
4: I mean look said I can help you yeah, find him. Yeah, Look, you know you know where we find God. Yeah. You know, you know, you know yeah, how you we're, how we're exactly to find God. where
7: Barry Champlain this is. Yeah, we,
4: we yeah, right yep.
5: it's
8: where, the love trade.
5: Right
7: it's Eric, the love train. Eric i will tell you, Are you where guys God is. This? We find yeah. God in our fellow men. Well,
4: no, and, and, I'm, and,
7: not I, and I'm not kidding either. I'm there. I'm 100 percent there. Are
4: you not one of those guys who gets close? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, not yeah,
7: yeah. Not a hugger. Jamie's a hugger. I have to get used to that. I know he is. No, I know it.
4: No, you know. You, you, I'm a lover, not a fighter. No,
8: I,
7: listen, I, and I know that too. Uh, I want to say, I, I just want to finish before you throw me out of here. Um, you know, about, I want to go back to Eric for a second. Okay, now, do, yes, please do. Yeah.
4: And, and, and we'll wrap it up because I think we have to take a break. We do. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
7: go ahead. But, you know, Eric is, uh, forget whether he's liberal or conservative or anything. You know, no one's going to figure that out. Eric has been very clever politically in what he's done. He got himself elected... To, you know, the, the governor. He's the governor of one of the 50 states in the United right. States. yes. Smart man. Many great things have been said about him. I, I know this. Eric is a very good person. That's what I know. Forget all this other talk I about agree. liberals. Yep. He, a
4: phenomenal person. He was one of the first people to call me after all this happened.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listen. It, it, he has got a heart. I mean, he did something that was dumb Dumb, sure. dumb, dumb. Makes dumb, a mistake. Dumb. Everybody and, can and, make mistakes. And here's the here's my only thing with Eric, and I've told him, and his all his people, I would say the same thing. I'm going to say it again because I hope that Robbie or somebody else that's listening will go back to him. Because look, just like what you're doing, you're standing up for yourself and you're saying, I'm in the right. I know what I did. You know. Eric. I mean, aside from the fact, I mean, he could, and he could be saying, "I'm dumb. I was stupid. This was insane." Right. And and the public would would understand that, and they would say, "Yeah." And we because everybody's done stupid, insane things. Everybody. Sure. Here's the problem. He, for example, Eric right now could call this moment Chuck Todd at 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 Meet the Press. Yep. He could call Chuck Todd and he could say. You want to interview me on Sunday and Eric would be on Meet the Press on Sunday. I promise you. Right. They, he'd be there because see here's the thing. Eric needs to tell everybody what is up. He needs to I mean I know his the lawyers, lawyers te- yeah. I know the lawyers are telling him stuff. Right. But that's legal. He needs political and he needs to get out here in front of the politicians. Ray- Here's the deal, yeah. though. The
4: best thing he can do at this point is to continue on with the business of the state. He doesn't He doesn't want to you, – you've seen him out there signing bills – Working on behalf of veterans, and, and he and of course when he does get out there and do this, like when he spoke to the uh, fallen officers yeah. uh, prayer breakfast, he gets ridiculed by the media because yeah. oh look at these officers they have a they have a guy who's accused of a felony You're speaking to them. It's like it was so dastardly and disgusting what the media did. But his but numbers
7: are terrible. Yes, that's true. Okay. But, you know what? No, no, but but listen, but but this is not just polit. This is not just legal. It's political because the, the, the impeachment process is a political process. It is not a legal process except for it's gonna end up at the Supreme Court and he at the state Supreme Court right. and they may exonerate him and put him and leave him in, right. in office if he's impeached by the Republicans, who you know that makes me crazy. But look, I'm just saying this if Eric built a groundswell of support from the people Yes.
4: That would make a difference. But, you know, here's That's all i Here's for. the problem is he does have a groundswell of support from the people, but the reality is it, they, they're not paying attention to the individuals who are, who are the, 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 the swamp people down there in Jefferson City. And so, so much like you might be believing that there's not a groundswell of support, there is, and much like people mistakenly believe there wasn't a groundswell of support for President Trump, there is, and so I'm not quite sure. There's we need a to worry difference about between these those these These hillbillies no, down there in different city. There's Jefferson a difference
7: city. between those two people. I get it. A but, big difference. All right, I get it. But 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 I'll say this. You don't want to admit that. I I want Eric to win. I want him to win, and I want him to win big. Yeah, right. And 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 I'm just saying this. Just like you,
4: you got to go out and fight for what you want to win. Yeah. Speaking of all that, and, and then in closing, I will tell you, the one thing I do agree, and I've always agreed with the one statement Hillary ever made, all right, which was, it takes a village. And I, I'm only going to tell you that because the reason why we are Radio Free almond, and the reason why this was such a rapid rebuild, why this was such a huge movement of put, pushing a problem up a hill is because of a village of people. Yeah, I'm not talking about the village people, Mark Kaysen. Yeah, okay. I'm talking. Don't get in, into your no, head about these guys dressed in, right. in yeah. cop outfits and yeah. and construction workers helping me out. I'm talking about people like you who I de- I definitely appreciate uh, your support and have from the very beginning of all this. People like Ryan, who without Ryan and his team, this would never. Have happened when because right off the bat, what we did was we get right to it. Eric DePuty was involved in terms of this, in terms of the backing and the and kind yeah. of the muscle yep. mind backing, and then our families and yeah. key people who it, are our friends. True, and and I'm telling you, it's the one thing I'm going to grant you on your way out of here <sighs> is that Hillary was right about it. it does taking take a, village. a village, and you folks out there in Facebook land, and you folks who are listening to Radio Free Almond by the thousands right now uh, and, and i appreciate you guys so much so i don't want to get too sentimental but you know i'm a lover not a fighter yeah and and I, I do I, want to tell I love them
7: for supporting you right on i do i love them all for supporting you and i don't care if they like trump or whatever i don't care no i i i, I love the united states i do it's a great that's country. fine no it's a great country i know we you know but but Listen, I nobody would ever no, accused you but, of not loving but, the United no, States. But, you well, hate the Constitution. No, there are people who but think so. <laughs> but, 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 I, but they love you, and I love them for that.
4: Right. I love you a bushel and a peck. Yeah. A bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, the neck. It's the first time oh. I've, I've been around
5: Casey.
4: Let me tell you. Them. What do you guys think of having Mark on every week? Because I actually like, we actually had a very nice productive, interesting conversation. Did we not?
5: Yeah. So I think that's good. I'm gonna, and you know what by the end of this, I'm he's gonna find God. He's going to be, he's gonna be coming to church with me. Exactly. We're gonna be celebrating Jesus together. Exactly, I feel buddy. it.
4: yeah, because you're you're pliable right yeah. now. You're, yeah. You're you're moldable. Yeah. We can yeah. tell. Let's,
7: let's not forget that, that, that Jesus was a rabbi. Which of course, being Jewish I you know whatever. See, this yeah. is going to happen. No, no, you're already I, admitting I, you're, you're associated yeah, with a faith. I, yeah. No, I believe.
8: <laughs> I mean, already he's I been have transformed. A, I have
7: a religious cultural connection through ah. being Jewish. We'll get there. but but don't worry, we'll get there. But there's a humanity in all of this yeah. that's more right. important than all that identity
4: stuff. Right. Well, whatever, and, and and I believe in that. So okay, whatever you do, and as we learned in in the very beginning of the show here, Ryan. Is whatever you do, just make sure that you don't try to establish your own kingdom <laughs> in the video room. <laughs> See, I have to if watch. If you me. Yeah. love me, yeah. you would not be establishing your own kingdom in the video room. That's right. That's Mark why Kaysen. I don't even go into the video no, room. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want to I don't even in the go video. into yeah. the video room. <laughs> I scare myself. All right. All
7: right, brother. Okay, that is guys. Mark Kaysen. Hey. Thank you both. It was fun. Thanks, brother. Great fun. Thank you. Great meeting you. Thank you. And you, Alman. I know you're with the hugs. Yeah, you
0: know.
5: Look at this. We got, like, sentimental music playing
4: right now. That's good. Is this Elliot Pearson? It is. Ah. This is Elliot Pearson. By the way, you're in a recording studio. This was recorded in this studio. That's Elliot Pearson, a St. Louis guy. And this is from... Gaslight records and the gaslight sessions. You're standing on the very carpet where Elliot was standing on Mark Hayson. So there's magic coming out of these threads here, my friend.
7: There's magic in the First Amendment, guys.
4: Yes, indeed, there is. Buddy.
5: Everybody's saying bromance on Facebook.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, buddy. Okay, <laughs> thank you, guys, thank and, you. Uh, we'll be back. Doug Giles is on the way, so. I'd like to get Doug Giles and Mark Kaysen in a cage together, but maybe that'll happen down the line. So thank you, guys. We'll be back with the great Doug Giles from the great state of Texas, everybody.
3: Woo!
0: Stay lucky, babe. Never changing all my dreams. Pages stuck together in between. Another hollow phrase that can be seen. See the same shit on the TV. Paranoid, I'm losing it. Since I lost you, I just can't stand. Heck to anyone that really does exist. got We've never seen it all. my back for your love Coming up short's never fun Need help but I choose to stay numb Won't feel a goddamn thing the morning calls My memories they shift and they blend I Can't tell real in the end Guess you just couldn't pretend Maybe I was, I don't know How have you been?
4: He just look at this people we up being, buddy you know. we up okay thank you
8: you have reached the look voice at that he just box gave box me a 10-4 <laughs> <laughs> wait what,
4: what'd you here did
5: you call this one hold on did you give me the wrong you guys number? are really
4: behind the scenes now
5: <laughs> all right hold on
4: no 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 he gave me a different number oh see
5: that person really wasn't expecting our call here.
4: that one
5: hold on that's too funny I love it.
4: Boom. This is Elliot Pearson, man. This is some really great stuff, buddy. Hey, Doug, hang on a second, buddy. We were just listening to a guy named Elliot Pearson here in the Gaslight Studios, Gaslight Records. Check out on YouTube... The gaslight sessions. This guy Elliot Pearson. I mean, th- well, he's one of a bu- ton of different gems here that JB and Matt, the team, have all kind of brought up and discovered and 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 helped move uh, their music. But man, is is I hope Elliot Pearson doesn't mind being on radio free almond because oh. uh, we're gonna be playing the you know what out of him, the great Doug Giles from the great. State of Texas, everybody. Check it out, clashdaily.com. How you doing, brother?
1: How you doing, Jamie, you big hellraiser?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something, buddy. Uh, this has been great. I don't know whether you've been able to kind of get hooked up there uh, seeing us on Facebook and seeing us uh, tied in on Facebook. I, I, dude, the people, first of all, when they were asked, who do you want back on Radio Free Almond? Your name was at the absolute top of the list, and I know they're crushing your website, ClashDaily.com, and I also know that they're going to love your brand new book, and you will too, Ryan. You're going to love this. It's Rules for Radical Christians. It's yet another book by Doug Giles. So, buddy, thanks for being on with us. Uh, This is out now, right? Yeah, it came out uh, last Tuesday, I believe. Was that May first? I don't know. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not losing <laughs> my mind. I'm just losing my memory. Right on, and, man. Uh, Jamie, we we put it in uh, new age thought category just to jack with the left, like we did with uh, my book "Pussification." <laughs> we put that in gender studies. Do you hear and, that? Uh, yes. and, and lo and behold, big dog, it shot immediately within twelve hours to number one. I checked right before uh, uh, I came on air with you. And it's still holding steady at number three. And we haven't done – this is literally the first uh, media appearance that I've done in regards to the book. Now, i got a crap ton lined up uh, starting about 10 o'clock this morning uh, for the next month and stuff. But it shot to number one, 12 hours. It was in the most fastidious, left-leaning (laughs) – (laughs) Toity <laughs> toity category you could get for general snowflakes and it dusted every one of those morons.
4: That is so funny. And, so
1: and, and Jamie, and Christian love, of course.
4: Yes, because it's it's interesting. The, the gender studies in the Pussification book, I mean, that is That's a strong title I mean, Doug is Oh yeah, well <laughs> it is and, and it's it's really honestly it's it's all about how we have become just kind of weak need. Yeah. Yellow bellies, you know? And and that's kind of what we what Doug is fighting on every day. So tell me why you decided that this was a book that you needed to push out there, The Rules for Radical Christians, dude.
1: Well, uh, I know people don't think um, I'm a Christian because, uh, especially my Catholic buddies, uh, uh, Sanju, Jamie, of course, they yeah. think that you know, I've got the soul of a heretic, and I've got the mouth of a stevedore, and this guy can't be a Christian <laughs> because of the way that he, he rolls and pops off and stuff. However, I am, and, uh, and I, I take my faith seriously. I just don't think that just because you're a Christian you have to be a wussy. And so um, I see, because I, I don't see Jesus in his boys. I mean, they were rough cussing fishermen. They weren't these stained glass porcelain skin feminine hygiene bearded lady type depictions it's true. that we have them totally in stained glass in our cathedrals and churches. These guys were badasses and they shook the planet. And um, so I'm sitting there I'm sitting there watching, you know, what's going on in culture, and I'm seeing the rise of the left. And then all of a sudden I started hearing uh, you know, just this cacophony coming from evangelicals and Catholics saying, oh, my God, it's never been this bad. Oh, my God, God must be coming soon. This is the end of the world as we know it. REM was right. <laughs> and I was like, listen, listen, uh, dipsticks, it has been bad before. It's been worse yeah. than this. You, you've got to study world history. Uh, If you just did a cursory glance of the scripture and just read the titles in in the chapters, (laughs) it it got bad. And you know what? The Christians back then, they didn't curl up in the fetal position and wet their big evangelical diaper. They got disciplined. They infiltrated the bad cultures. They didn't absorb them. They didn't separate from them. But they infiltrated them, and so I highlight uh, a period 2,600 years ago during the Prophet Daniel's day where Daniel and his three amigos infiltrated an environment that was way worse than ours. It's called Babylon, and they flipped that bad boy. That intrigues me, uh, uh, Jamie. Yeah, well, you know,
4: I love it when you talk about this because you and I have discussed this before about the Jesus as a pacifist, what have you, uh, that, that may have been true to a certain degree, but you don't roll into a temple no. and start turning tables over yeah. and going after the money changers if hardcore. you're just some kind of just no. a weak-kneed guy. And so, and, and, and in fact, you're also as evidence uh, of, of his strength is that he tended to hang out with people who didn't like him. And that, and he was he was gravi- he gravitated to people who didn't like him or who disagree with him or whatever. So that takes some guts, too, you know. Well, actually, um, uh,
1: the ones who didn't like him, uh, he forced himself on. Uh, just to piss
8: them off. Yeah, it's <laughs> true.
1: Over, it's true. Like the uber religious ones are like, Before we eat dinner, we we ceremonially wash our hands,
8: and Jesus is like, oh yeah. Hey boys, rub your hands in dirt and then pick up a piece of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then uh, they're like, true. we don't heal on the Sabbath, yes. We don't heal on the Sabbath, and
1: uh, Jesus said, look, the Sabbath's made for man. Uh, hey, blind dude, you know. Uh, let there be light. <laughs> you cripple on the ground that's crawling around, you know, like a three-legged chihuahua. You know, <laughs> be healed. He completely defied the the, relig- the bad religious uh, people and also the politicos. But the people and I highlight it in my book, Rules for Radical Christians. And this is gonna this is gonna throw some uh, some Christian parents off tilt because I write it for young people primarily. Because Daniel, he goes uh, in the book of Daniel. These guys flipped the bad kingdom. Uh, if we want to change people, if we want to um, really start impacting culture and turn this ship around, this Titanic around before it hits the proverbial iceberg from a cultural standpoint, then we've got to start hanging out uh, with people uh, that don't share our values and don't share our worldview and understand where they're coming from instead of doing this tsk, tisk. I'm right, you suck. Uh, you understand me, and it's it's my way or the highway. I believe there is a time and place for that, guys, but I also believe, and I learned this in Miami when, where we did 20 years of ministry where nobody's a Christian, everybody's a hedonist, is that if you don't seek to understand them, they're never going to understand you. Yeah.
4: Right, and I think that's a great advice for the kind of ground-level interactions we have as a culture. But also, uh, on the other hand, we also have people who have to fight against individuals who are organizing to oppress certain religious activity and those kinds of things. Like, for instance, you talk, yeah. we, we, it, you go right back to the baker. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. cake maker, whatever, or you know, one of the things we're applying to the current situation that I've had regarding this uh, boycott that was sponsored by a state representative, whereas it's one of those things where we're we're utilizing some of the same tactics in fighting them that a lot of religious institutions and religious people have utilized, because keep in mind the First Amendment is also one that allows for freedom of religion as well. People forget that it's not just so the Washington Post can say whatever it wants, it's so that people who are religious can assemble, rightfully so, and exercise their faith. And people who try to crush that need to be seriously, vigorously battled.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, when I'm talking about uh you know, seeking to understand um people who do not see angels, who don't believe in Jesus <laughs> and uh and they actually do the reverse of what the Ten Commandments uh, uh commands, uh that's a complete different um yes. ball of yarn. When you're dealing with an individual versus dealing with a radical leftist group, that's that's uh like If if I bumped into somebody and he doesn't know diddly squat about uh, Christ, I don't care. He's looking to get laid, you know, uh, drink some wine, and that's it. Uh, Then you know what? I'll be tolerant. However, if I'm around some radical fascist. Uh, LGBT group, or any other group that wants to mitigate my uh, religious liberties and my personal freedoms, then you know what? I'm going to lower my head and stick it in their chest. That's what's going to happen.
4: Yeah, and you know what's interesting, too, Doug, when it comes to some not, of these— Not in,
1: not in reality, okay, <laughs> people who are listening. It's called a figure speech,
4: dipstick. Watch out, buddy, because now the headline is going to be Doug Giles oh, threatens yeah. to stick his head through the Man. chest—
1: bring it on man we've got uh we've got millions of readers that would like to respond to them
4: but you know what's interesting too uh, even when it comes and this is where too you can mix uh, your outreach goals that are on the ground level and the actual larger fight goals because there are individuals i I'll, i'll even talk let's let's talk about for instance the lgbt community there are people in this community like even even like gay people for instance who uh, respect the right of, for instance, a baker not to make a wedding cake for them. They appreciate yeah. that because there are a lot of... I have a lot of listeners, for instance, who are conservatives, who also happen to be gay, and who just really want to be left alone. They, they don't, and they want to leave other people alone. They want to be able to live their lives as free Americans, and that's what it's all about. So even some of these other radical groups don't really truly represent the larger group, and we can engage them in this too. And some of them are bravely fighting some of their own people because of their radicalism.
1: Yeah, I love that, uh, you know, Dolce and Cabana, the uh, fashion designers, they're they're both Catholic, both homosexuals, and, and they're like, you know what, you guys need to shut your yammering, blathering pie holes and forcing, uh, quote-unquote, gay marriage and gay adoption on people. And uh, th- I think, I don't know if, uh, I think they're stridently against uh, homosexual couples adopting. So yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I got a lot of guys uh, who follow me on Facebook uh, and Twitter that are that are gay, and uh, they agree from an economic standpoint, from a national security standpoint, and just from a human standpoint that listen, you know, this isn't everybody's cup of tea, and we're not going to force it on on society. We we share ideological points of view, and uh, and you know what, I'm cool with that.
4: Hey Doug. By the way, so you have a, by the a podcast, correct? So
1: yeah, Warriors and Wild Men.
4: Warriors and Wild Men. And Ryan, you know, I want to let you you know, Doug, and I think that St. Louisans would would appreciate this. Uh, you, you can listen to his podcast there, at dot and 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 you can download it on Apple and Google and SoundCloud, and Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. But you realize that what we created here. Doug Giles, and I know, what you're, I know you've been kind of watching the Facebook stuff, I've been keeping you up to date, but Radio Free Almond is actually a network. So we're a digital radio network. So for instance, if we wanted to stay on past nine, we could go until six o'clock this evening <laughs> if we wanted to. Eventually what we're going to do is we're going to populate the Radio Free Almond network with all kinds of different shows, all kinds of different things that people normally do. And so at some point, you and I need to talk, and Ryan, yeah. uh, about maybe getting you on as a feature on Radio Free Almond. And and, and how long is your podcast usually? Yeah, it's
1: usually around uh, 30 minutes uh, yeah. Yeah. to an hour. I mean, I mean we, yeah. we don't... You know, everybody's like, "You got to do three hours, man. Three hours? You got to be kidding me!" I I love the sound of my voice and all my ideas, but
4: I don't listen to that crap. Well, uh, so that would be something that we might want to talk to you about. And I think our listeners, because we're on Facebook Live right now, and we're getting a lot of great feedback from the people who listen to the the broadcast and who watch us on Facebook, everything else, and they're all hugely smart people and love you, by the way. Uh, And and so I think it'd be great uh, down the line to. talk to you, and I mean soon down the line, to talk to you about being a component of Radio Free Allman, and we can uh, get you monetized and everything. So we'll figure that out and, and, and talk to you about that. Meanwhile, on Clashdaily.com, you've got one poll that I find really interesting that uh, shows Republicans could pick up nine Senate seats. So we're hearing people blathering about this blue wall. I don't see it, man.
1: Yeah, it's the same people that are uh, that were blathering about, you know, in 2016 during the general election. It looks like Hillary's neck and neck with <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Like, Texas, I live in Texas. I'm around Texans, and you know what? They loathe Hillary. They think she's a uh, just a, a shady. Uh, bloviating, hurdy gurdy beast. That's in ill health, uh, both physically and mentally. I asked this, I asked this black brother of mine. We're sitting there smoking cigars, just wailing on him up at Lake Travis and stuff. There's a great cigar shop, and uh, I, and I knew he was a liberal. We've talked politics before. I was like, hey man, I go. So you're gonna vote for Hillary instead of Trump? And he, and he recoiled, Jamie. Physically, he's like, oh my god. He goes, she's nasty. <laughs>
4: He's not the one who tried to take the selfie with the bear that you have there at ClashDaily.com, right? Is that, cr- uh, is that true? I hope not. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this, this, it's, a, it's a morning consult poll. And, and this is really this is really some familiar names look like they might be going down. So you've got Joe Manchin there in West Virginia. He's trailing by 14 points. Wow. You've got wow. Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota trailing by 8. Joe Donnelly in Indiana by 5. Tester In Montana, trailing by five. Nelson in Florida is deadlocked with Rick Scott. You've got Bill Casey there in Pennsylvania, only leading by less than two points. And you've got Sherrod Brown there in Ohio, slim margin. And Tim Kaine, who in Virginia only has a three-point lead. I mean, man, these guys, this is unbelievable, really, when you look at it.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I, li- I like that. I like the video better on Clash Daily, where the the dude tries to take a selfie with a bear. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go over there because you know I wrote a book, Rise, Kill, and Theology of Hunting from Genesis to Revelation. It's it's a, a barn burner, and uh, and everybody's like, you know, well, you know, wild animals, we're one with nature, and and we can have it. You know, that bear's my brother, and I saw Lion King, and that's real. And uh, and then these morons tumble out into the wilderness. And one thing to remember when you go uh, when you interface with wild animals, they're wild. <laughs> and so this guy goes out with a selfie, and the bear's wounded. And the bear's like, "Hey, man, you know, just give me some space here." And he keeps coming back and coming back. And that bear shakes him like a rag doll, ends up killing him. And oh my God! Like, oh, why'd you post that on Clash? It's so sad. And I go, "No, it's hilarious." That's an object lessons for the kiddies. Hey. Life is not a Disney movie, and uh, you go try to pet a deer, and I've seen them get, stand up on their hind legs and waffle stomp human beings who get too close. So.
8: Man, <laughs> yeah. note to I self. Think
1: Peter's, I think Pete is full of sheeta. Yeah. The people uh, learn that and watch that in real time, like on these videos, the better.
4: He, that guy's watching too many reruns of The Jungle Book. I think, I think <laughs> he didn't. Like, I, I think him. he didn't who, quite get it. Who was that? Who was that
1: dude? Uh, gosh, what was his name? That went up there and said the you know, bear those, guy. The grizzly. Yeah. Oh
4: yeah, that dude. Yeah. And he got eaten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That grizzly man. They did a movie. And yeah. He didn't I? I. Look, I bear hunt, and I, I'm standing right now in my man cave, looking at my 10 foot brown bear that I whacked uh, in Prince William Sound, Alaska. And uh, and you know what? There's no way in the world I'd try to feed this thing a cranberry.
5: Jamie doesn't know? even kill bugs. So are you
4: are you are you going to go on a are you going to go on a book tour?
1: As far as uh, uh, leaving my
4: hovel in Texas no, yeah. if I can help it because <laughs> I because at some point, I would love to get you up here and we can figure out all the different uh, ways in which we can make that happen so that you 're not you don 't have much of an outlay on that, and get you up here to to sell some books because uh, as a radio free almond event because we can find it used to be we were it was so hard for us to make that happen in dinosaur radio, and I think now we probably can, and I know my audience would. Definitely dig you and your cigars. You're still doing the safari cigars, right?
1: Yeah, we've got a, we've got a fresh uh, shipment uh, heading this way from Nicaragua right now, and uh, my manufacturer swears to Jesus, Joseph, and Mary uh, that the binders that he bought for this, Jamie, ooh-la-la, la, they are the best that we've ever had on our line. And that's saying a lot because we've got one of the best cigars on the planet, bar yeah. none. And if people think I'm full of species do, uh, we buy the best different binders known to mankind. We have the greatest constructum on a box pe- uh, in a box-pressed fashion. And, uh, yeah, they you – know, but the proof's in the pudding. I'd love to uh, come up there, man. You get some scratch together, so I don't have to melt my <laughs> right. uh, plastic. i get don't it. either, like you think on a monkey.
4: Absolutely, buddy. We can, make, we can make that happen, and I think people would love to, love to see you. I certainly would just like to see you in person. I've known you for a long time and I just love everything about what you're up to and your craziness as well as your uh, brilliance. So let me ask you another question real quickly, because I want to go back to Texas really quickly and the Senate race. So how is Ted Cruz doing down there? Because I was worried for a while, because listen – Cruz has been really a valuable asset. And I think to President Trump, even though he and Trump had such animus during the campaign, uh, Cruz, who I always really thought was a good guy, there was at some point where they thought maybe he was going to have trouble down there in Texas in the aftermath of the 2016 election. But apparently, how's that going? Because that's not the case anymore, right? He's doing all right?
1: Uh well I was actually in a in uh I won't say a secret meeting, but uh an interesting meeting with a lot of uh very wealthy Texans and uh they're concerned, man. Oh they are? Uh, supposedly yeah, supposedly there's an independent cat uh that's that's gonna throw his hat in the ring and uh if he does that it kinda sounds like from what I'm gathering, uh Ted could be Ross Perode, if you Oof. know what I mean.
4: Yeah. Well, that'll happen with an independent. It, that'll if there's enough people who just simply yep. don't. But I have to tell you though uh, that that's why and, and I know Ted Cruz has been pretty helpful to the president on a number of different levels. You haven't seen him out there, Lindsey gramming Trump the right. way these guys yeah. are. So uh, that'll be. Hey,
1: speaking of speaking of uh, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, can you believe McCain on <laughs> yeah. his deathbed is like, "I don't want Donald Trump coming to my funeral."
4: I mean, who, honestly...
1: Who said that? You're about to meet God, man. And you're cranking on that level of bitterness and unforgiveness? Uh, I wouldn't want to step into eternity. I agree. That's saying, been blank, Donald Trump!
4: Yeah, that, that has been <laughs> Senator McCain's... I, I think that's the one thing, you know, of all of his bravery uh, in war and beyond, I find it amazing that he is that petty. I mean, even to the point where he, again doubled back and tried to throw Palin under the bus by saying that he wishes he wouldn't have chosen her. And I made the point yesterday that if it weren't for Sarah Palin, he would have been absolutely tr- trounced even more than he already was by Obama.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you hear that kind of uh, sentiment coming from Johnny Mac, uh, you start to deduce down, at least I do, is that, you know, he's he's just an embittered old cat. Uh, Trump did uh, in <laughs> – in, uh, in a, uh, in a in a beautiful way, what he could never do, Palin stole the limelight through him, and he's yeah. been over there kicking cans and cats and muttering to himself for you know the last ten years.
4: yeah, by the way, real quickly, since we talked about the LGBT community, do you see how Vice President Pence swore in the gay ambassador Rick Grinnell, gay ambassador to Germany? And his partner, with his partner by his side. So all this talk about how intolerant Vice President Pence is and how mean he is and this mean Christian guy and blah, 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 blah. blah. There he is standing there swearing in the brand-new ambassador to Germany who happens to be gay with his partner standing right next to him, hand on the Bible, there's VP Pence. I'm not quite sure that's going to get a whole lot of attention.
1: Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, going back to the book uh, Rules for Radical Christians, uh, here's what I stand for uh, when it comes to individuals who are not pushing uh, an agenda that strangulates the, the liberties of other people that are in this melting pot. Uh, then you'll find uh, Christians uh, a la Pence being gracious, accommodating. The, the biblical worldview is not uh, just us. It's, it's equal justice under the law. Uh, but that, again, you know, like you brought out earlier, Jamie, that that extends to Christians, too, who happen to be the, the redheaded stepchild, the whipping post for this sassy and secular CNN driven America. And so, yeah, we need to push back. But uh, and, and, you know, hats off the Pence. We also need to show, you know, that we're not jerks, you know. Yeah. Everybody's a center. Everybody's in, uh, you know, some stage of the game in this thing called life. All of us need mercy. All of us need forgiveness. doesn't mean that we okay or accommodate anything. I disagree with 90% of the crap that I do. You know? so, so who am I you – know, uh, you know, if people are after truth, if they're after reality, if they're after you know, these eternal verities that help the nation and humanity uh, become, the, especially America, the top dog of this blue marble. Uh, then I'll sit and listen to them. It's the intolerant uh, quote unquote groups like the left uh, that are the ones that drive me nuts and should be opposed.
4: Yeah, I I, I think you're just so on to something here, man. And I I love this this new book, Rules for Radical Christians. And of course, you can uh, it's available on Amazon. What what section is it in again, brother?
1: Yeah, new thought, because it's a new thought that Christians would infiltrate culture instead of run from it or turn into a sponge and just, uh, soak it up. Uh, you know, Daniel and his buddies, um, they had no options. They had no Facebook pages. They had no Christian social media. And their only option was, you know, we can either, uh, shoot at the finger, which Nebuchadnezzar will cut our head off or we could absorb it. And we're worthless then, or we can, uh, hold to our convictions and principles and, uh, and infiltrate it, and that's what they did, and they flipped that kingdom, man, and we're talking about it was way worse than anything that's going down in New York and Hollywood, and it was enticing. It was one of the eighth wonders of the world. Wow, buddy, loving and they you. And changed it as teenagers. Parents, listen, as teenagers, get your teens and your 20-somethings this book. I guarantee it will jack with them back. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if, if, they're, if they're serious about their faith, and if they're serious about uh, not only saving a, America, but dealing with the you know this planet, this these ten disciplines are you know again they they're 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 a yeah. must to take on board.
4: Uh, the Doug Giles so, books absolutely do absolutely rock, and you got to check them out. Just go to clashdaily.com, and then, plus there's all kinds of gear there too. So you know what I got to do is I'm gonna get I got to get you a link to our I got to get you a hat and a T-shirt, a radio, radio free almond hat and T-shirt, brother, and then I'll get. Uh, your Clash Daily and all your your stuff down there, and we'll kind of trade some uh, merch. How does yeah. that sound?
1: I'm into merch trading, bro. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it.
4: No doubt about it. You know, by the way, Ryan is uh, and I newly working together. Ryan, you know that 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 Doug Giles' daughter Hannah. Okay. Wh- you talk about guys rating rowdy rowdy girls, right? Because that's yeah. another one of his books. He H- Hannah Giles. It's Hannah, right? Who who busted up? Uh, who helped bust up Acorn? really
1: yeah uh, okay uh, see, i uh, didn't know that he came up hannah came up with the idea to infiltrate acorn everybody's like james o'keefe's like o'keefe oh, he was a camera dude it wasn't his idea right hannah tagged him yeah and uh you know they infiltrated acorn and they just came out with a movie jamie it's a tribeca sundance uh uh production it's done all of the um it's done all of the what do you call it the 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 film oh wow uh yeah. So any, anyway, it's uh, coming out um, May twenty first on oh, very NPR, cool. and they're going to loop it through the summer. It's called Acorn and the Firestorm.
4: Wow. You think Hannah would be on with us then to talk about that?
1: Uh, yeah. I can. It's like I told you, man. She's cagey. She yeah, I know. The media. You know, <laughs> what they did to our family, you know, because uh, you know uh, CNN wouldn't report on the Acorn Scandal, until uh, Jay Leno, South Park, and, and Jon Stewart on The Daily Show did. Yeah. And then they were forced to, and when they did, they they came after us and or tried to slaughter us. Right. And made our lives a living hell. And so when she hears media, she's got PTSD, and she starts shaking like Curly when he didn't have any cheese.
4: <laughs> I get it, man. Well, well, we'll take what we can get, and we'll, we'll certainly promote the movie and make sure that we're, uh, we're part of that with you. And, Doug, Here's listen... Nice.
1: Jamie, here's how big Hannah's Acorn investigation was. To me, it led to Trump's presidency because she gave her work to Andrew Breitbart. Uh, Breitbart launches big government off that, which turned into Breitbart.com. Steve Bannon gets in into <laughs> – uh, buys Breitbart, and, uh, and next thing you know, they start pushing the populist Donald Trump. Wow. And all that came about through Hannah's Acorn stuff, and also it, re- it reinvigorated a dilapidated – GOP after they had their ass handed to them by Obama in 2008. And it caused the Tea Party movement, which was a fledgling uh, little thing to explode with hope and enthusiasm when they saw Obama's claim to fame, namely ACORN, uh, uh, get completely uh, gutted by their video investigation.
4: Absolutely, man. And then it took the clipboard mafia right out of the game. So, man, that, that, that's an interesting how you connect those dots there. I never even... Uh thought about that but we'll definitely be promoting the movie and and of course your book rules for radical christians and of course if you is is this is tuesday because i know you were on with me over at dinosaur land are you going can you still be on with me every tuesday on the on the radio free allman show
1: yeah i okay. can do it um it's interesting when when uh you got the boot they're like hey we want you back on you know uh every tuesday and, and it's like you know it's like Asked my wife, says, "What should I do?" And she goes, "And look, just do it." And um, I said, "Okay, I'll do it." And uh, they've never called. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man! Well, you know uh, what? Listen. By the way, um, we're already in a situation where we're kind of already tracking exactly, if not more than they are, uh, on on our radio show. So you'll, you'll get just as much punch from being here. I know that. Sure. And I love hearing well, I, from all you. All
1: I got to say, brothers, all I got to say, man, is don't trust Facebook.
4: Yeah, no, Not we don't. Uh, we, don't
1: trust them, bro. No,
4: buddy, we're we're looking we're looking at stream analytics is what we're doing, and and uh, well, we
1: are we, we are. When you, when you dine with El Diablo, bring a long spoon.
4: <laughs> right on, brother. Hey, it's great talking to you, Doug, and thanks a ton. And we'll do this next week, brother.
1: Hey, congratulations again, and and uh, Jamie, always. Always stay rowdy.
4: I definitely will, man. You you definitely are one of those who make it possible. So thanks, brother. That's Doug dot ClashDaily.com. Cheers. Yeah, I think I think what he was meaning, Ryan, and you can explain this to the yeah. uh, the public better than I can. Oh. You, you, we, we look at certain analytics, and I don't want to get too deep into numbers because, right. you know what, you guys – that's why even on the – when I was on the morning radio show there – we never talked about ratings. Like some right. of these other guys on their shows, always talking about their ratings all yeah. the time. Yeah. And 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 people who listen to your show, and and who don't care about your ratings. No, they care about whether or not you're being entertaining, informative. Whether you are something that is. Uh, basically making them think, yeah. whatever it happens to be. So people talk about, like, I'm this, I'm that, I just did it in this demo. It's you know, Advertisers do, and, and that's why it's important too sometimes because they do, but keep in mind also, and, and I'm not making any, because already we're rocking, so, but, but the, the reality is one of the things that was great about my audience and continues to be with you guys and with the people who are listening now is that our people are very loyal. And they're loyal people and they're people who trust you. And so if you're a company and you're on Radio Free Almond and people are listening to that, they're not only acknowledging first of all they know you're supporting Radio Free Almen, you are thinking the way that they do, you're in that kind of realm, and they are rewarding people right. left and right, which is why I was so successful with my people over at the radio station, the other radio station, because they were seeing results, because my people were very loyal, very good, and they actually paid their bills, too.
5: Well, the thing that I, I, here's the reason why I think it's important. I think it's important for a few reasons, but but one, the reason why we talk about these numbers, and even if we were to bring them up, I just want everybody to know that this is a large movement. So when we're giving ratings, quote-unquote, it's really just so everybody knows that this is huge. Uh, It's not small. And then, you know, the, the second thing to remember is that when you start getting into radio ratings, Uh, like St. Louis is what's called a metered market, okay? Uh, So there's journal markets, and then there's metered markets. We're a metered one, which means that you get these little devices, a select few people get these little devices. During sweeps week, they listen to these devices, and that tells them what the ratings of that station is. What is so awesome about this is this is like daily. Like we know how many people are listening to
4: our show daily daily, and we even is, know that one of them is from switzerland yeah
5: we did have one <laughs> S- switzerland what do they call that a swiss swiss, a yeah, swiss. yeah yeah um probably traveling but yeah <laughs> so it's really exciting yeah and and that's the only reason why i brought the numbers up was just because of the fact that i want everybody to know that this isn't like you know we're broadcasting in mom's oh yeah no you know i mean like this yeah. will be a Forced to be reckoned People with. like
4: to think that we are. Oh, they and would. They, the people who, who are, were are celebrating some whatever demise they yeah. thought I was under, are thinking that that's what's going on. Well, but they can think that all day long.
5: They're telling you know well ugh, you can't. That's that's the that's the old adage. Like radio stations do this like dinosaur style. Right? They say well these digital <laughs> stations, they they just can't hold their hat to right, uh, right. to uh, to an entity like ours. Yeah. Is that why you is
4: that why you're discounting rates? Never mind. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. And and so when it comes to when it comes to what we're doing here, digital radio is once we get our app yeah. And, and you said that's 12 like days away. 12
5: days so, as of yesterday, so like 11.
4: People are on an app right now, and it was a little skippy here and there. Yeah, I and, know. You know but, but, but that's the way things are. But once you get the Radio Free Almond app, it's going to be just a little circle on your phone like everything else is. And you tap that, and you are in. Yeah. And that's all you got to do is let that baby roll. Now, will you please answer again yeah. the data question? Because there were people who continually pop out uh, on Facebook and beyond. And I understand their concern. They're afraid mm-hmm. that listening to the show on their phone is going to eat up all their data.
5: Yeah. So, as far as the data is concerned, like here's here's the thing: you're only using your data. Hopefully, you have your Wi-Fi on. So, if you're listening at your house or you're listening at work you should be connected to Wi-Fi, which is using zero of your data. Now, the only time that you can use data is probably when you're traveling in the car. One hour of this show is about 100 megabytes. Some are right around there, about 100 megabytes. First of all, most people now, most cell phone plans now, like my daughter has unlimited, uh, most people have plenty enough to, be, to do that five days a week for an entire month, and they'd be totally fine on data, especially if they're connecting on their home or work Wi-Fi. Right on. And then the desktop, you can easily listen to this on your desktop. I had so many people messaging that they just plug their headphones right into their desktop and listening to it while they work. Yeah. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. RadioFreeAlmond.com is where you can tell everybody to go cuz that was another question. Yeah,
4: cuz that, that was the thing too cuz a lot of people there are it's it's amazing cuz once we get everybody kind of plugged in that I've been talking to people at the gym or whatever and they're like I I are you what How are do you doing? i like well yeah. and, and some of them really you know don't always have a cell right. do so RadioFreeAlmond.com is where you can go ahead and pick that up you 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 can find it there we have the app there we also have the merch there everything.
5: Well and I was just gonna say too, it's funny because my wife and I were having this conversation the other day and, and uh, on the on the on the flip side where everybody's like, well, it's just so much easier on the radio, that's kind of a generational thing because like my wife and I, we don't even own a radio inside of our home. We don't even own one. Yeah. We would have yeah. to go to the car. So like if I'm at my house and I want to listen to the radio, I-, I guess we have to go out to the car. Like it's the opposite yeah, right. for generations. you know, I have my phone. I have These my These are radios. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
4: And, and by the way, what did Doug mean when he said, watch out for Facebook? I think I know what he meant because I think he was thinking, watch out, don't, don't base all your popularity or whatever on Facebook, but we, we don't do that anyway.
5: He, he's really talking about the fact don't build everything through Facebook. Uh, and the reason why he's saying that is because they can shut you down. And that is why this is, Like, we're on Facebook Live right now. It's cool. It's fun. In no way do we rely on this for our show. Our advertisers, Absolutely. nothing like that. That is why we have an app and, and, and ways to listen to the show outside of Facebook. Cause
4: because once Facebook yeah. gets wind of things, especially when it oh. comes to conservative stuff, they start to whittle away. at it. I don't know whether you guys have noticed, uh, at least on Facebook where you are, if you're on Facebook, whether or not you've gotten these messages from Facebook like, is this hate speech? Is this this? Is it this? That's just their way. They're, they're, they're trying to throw out a wide net there just just to have cover for the fact that they're really trying to go after and and enable these fascists to kind of shut these things down by reporting them as hate speech that's kind of that's kind of how they're they're rolling with this thing and so watch out for those things but it's not just us that they're doing this but they're 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 doing it for everybody but really their target is a Facebook page like mine or you know, whatever, like Radio Free Alman? By the way, do you see this uh, this study? You remember the you know the White House Correspondents' Dinner, which to me yeah. has really just become why are they Why do they even do that? And I'm so glad President Trump didn't go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. It's it's, it's vile it, now. It definitely is, and it's just such a waste of time. And why you would be sitting there. Breaking bread with people who just hate you. hate you. I mean, and I get it. You know, hey, like we just talked about earlier, yeah. about Jesus always, you know, but this, was, this isn't that, okay? This is just, you're basically just yucking it up with a bunch of people. And, and now the other thing is, well, there were people attacking the president for not going because what's happening is it's, um, he's now denying the fundraising element for needy students. Well, guess what? It turns out, according to the Columbia Journalism Review, it turns out that last year just 13.4% of the White House Correspondents' Dinner's revenue actually went to scholarships. The rest of it went to pay for whatever food they're eating, whatever drink, that kind of thing. So the dinner itself costs a half a million dollars to put on generated wow. <laughs> 806000 in ticket sales and donations. Less than half of the contributions, though, 108000 went to 25 scholarships. The rest went to general operating expenses. So that would be the organization's searchable pool report archive or programming with uh, panels with former White House secretaries and so ultimately what they just spend it on is upkeep now keep in mind you'd never give to a charity that had that no, kind of it would get an f rating rate. absolutely yeah. it would be it would totally get an f <laughs> rating with only 13% actually going yeah. to scholarships so now the president really essentially has even even more in 2016 apparently it was even worse the washington post actually to their credit uh, reported that the dinner was nearly the entire source of the annual revenue, around 600000 that year. And so they awarded only about $77,000 in scholarships to 18 students. I mean, at least they are something. some students, but there's something there. But the reality, the idea that this ha- somehow is some kind of treasure trove for needy students and President Trump was a mean guy for saying that he didn't want to go is just a Ton of baloney, so yeah, that's the I don't
5: like that correspondence dinner at all,
4: no, I always thought i especially during when it was wartime, yeah, and I, I there was something that wasn't right, yeah, about seeing the president in a tuxedo there yucking it up with a bunch of people who, first of all, in my opinion, some of them were actually hurting the war effort to begin with, but I just didn't think it was appropriate at that point for the commander-in-chief to be be doing anything like that requiring a tuxedo. It just didn't make any sense.
5: And you know it's bad when they actually had to come out after this correspondence dinner and say, ugh, we may have pushed it too far with that comedian.
4: Yes. Because it wasn't even funny. Uh, No doubt about it. And again, as I told Mark, uh, Cason, too, just clearing up a few uh, news items here, uh, the CNN poll, Highest since 2007 in terms of people who are just loving life in the U.S. So contrary to what people are telling you about all this rampant misery, you have to understand that people are actually now at this point trying to create misery because they're so bored because there's nothing really out there for them to be miserable about. Yeah. So all of the, Twitter fools and everybody else are just kind of of creating controversies and creating outrage. So it's about photos, it's about tweets, it's about this, it's about that, because people just don't have anything better to do, apparently, and they don't have big things to really worry about. So that's why we're all kind of like, once we're left to our own devices, because we're all happy, some people like us just continue to be happy. And to thrive and to embrace life and appreciate what's going on around us, other people just simply aren't satisfied until they're running somebody down. So they're just, they don't know how to act when things are okay. That's kind of a problem.
5: And that's it, folks.
4: That's it, brother. That's it. Number two. Day two of radio free all, so and you guys in the Common Sense Nation, I appreciate you guys so much. Ryan's been a blast again. I love it, I love the fact that we have so much time.
5: I do too. and We have, but like Casey came on and see like right now it's nine o'clock. But guess what? We're not up against the hard break. No, uh, no. Casey came on and he even he noticed it. He, he enjoyed. We were able to get into a
4: substantive, like sub, substantive, substantive. Co- yeah. Conversation. Yeah, substantial, substantive, yeah. whatever you Conversation. Want to, you yeah, absolutely. And, and it was and, good. It was, and and it was interesting because he he is he he's a liberal, yeah, and, and and he's a shameless liberal, yeah, but he's a guy who can laugh, and we can laugh, and have some fun, okay. and I mean, anytime you can laugh about you know whether and debating whether God created ban, and you've got some guy here denying, it's just it's funny on the one hand, but it's also educational, you know, yeah. and, 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 and it's kind of fun for people to listen to us go back and forth. I think there were people who didn't, when he when was all with me on the Almond Report show and we did the Wheel of Casey, there were some yeah. people who uh, annoyed, he, they were annoyed, but I don't think they really got what we were trying to do. And that was to show that people can be on other sides and still, you know, be friends and go back and forth. And if we had a little more of that, Stand your ground, keep your ground. But if we had a little more of that back and forth, where you are kind of back and forth, and and you laugh a little and you have a little fun, then it's then then it's cool. So yeah, Uh, you know what? I didn't. I'm sorry, dude. Did you not cue up? I let you down. I didn't cue up the theme. Hang on a second. you want me to get it? No, I got it right here. Okay. This is this is this is the power of radio. They can just watch us (laughs) scramble and everything else (laughs) having trouble in the video room. Thank you for doing a great show, buddy. Thank you. Very much.
5: We'll see everybody tomorrow.
4: Yes, indeed, folks. The work continues. And yet, in some ways, it never ends and never will. And I'm glad about that. Radiofreealmond.com is the website. Thank you all for your lovely support. I forgot to explain the balloons back there, but I put the pictures up on the website uh, of everybody popping in and laying some champagne on us yesterday. It
8: was fantastic. So, uh,
4: enjoy the rest of your day, people. It's a beautiful world. Radio Free almond and the Common Sense Nation marching on. Have a good one, people.